Alright, welcome to the Tuesday. I'm Ultra David. And I'm James Chen. How's everybody going? You can totally tell that it was about to start because when the mics go hot, everyone can hear the air conditioner in the background right now. The air conditioner's in the background. It's just very warm. Yes. We didn't really want to die. But let us know if that's, <laughs> uh, you know, if it's annoying. I know in the past people have told us just to put the, a on, the AC on, saying that it's not that annoying for them. Let us know if that's real. Yeah, we'll try it this week. The microphone is actually legit closer to us yeah. than before. We've actually moved the microphone closer to us, and so it's not as further back. Also, I mean, if you've noticed last week and this week that we sound better, let me know as well, because like I said, the microphone has been moved, and I still have not yet put all the soundproofing on the ceiling and stuff like that. But little by little, we'll get everything working into a awesome so. studio. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gradual process. Emphasis on gradual. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, it's coming along, I think. Hopefully, anyway. Mm -hmm. So today we'll recap a couple of events that happened this past weekend over in Japan. We will also talk about plenty of game news. Yes. Plenty of stuff mm -hmm. to talk about. And then we'll try to hit some things that we meant to get to last week. And <laughs> uh, we didn't get to. Yeah. For so, technical reasons. Yeah. But shout-outs to a lot of the people who stuck around last week because they were helping me troubleshoot a lot of things and a lot of people were talking to me about stuff. So that was that was really cool. Nice. I think I have the problem figured out. Knock on wood. We will see how it goes. Indeed. Yes. All right, so what's going on? What's going on? Well, okay, you want to talk about Arc Revo? Yes, so Arc Revo happened this weekend, and that was probably the big thing that happened. And, of course, if you guys don't remember, uh, we ha there was a spot open on both of the, the, the main team games, which are Blaze Blue and Guilty Gear. Well, maybe describe what the overall thing is first. Oh, okay, yeah. It's an event that was specifically from Arxis, thus yeah. Arc Revo. Right. And so it's all, you know, the Arxis games, Persona 4, uh, Blaze Blue, and Guilty Gear. Uh, Exer and Blaze Blue were the main events, and they were team tournaments with 3v3. And of course, since it's a Japanese tournament, single elimination, one game, team tournament format. However, uh, one spot on both of those team tournaments were reserved for the U.S. players. Right. And uh, the qualifiers for those matches happened at EVO. And so t um, uh, basically we got our qualifying teams to go out there this weekend. They, had, they were going to compete. U.S. has generally not done very well at the Guilty Gear tournaments and events and such like that. Uh -huh. But we were hoping to see if... Fortunes could change this weekend. So. Just in general and across all games, when Americans qualify for Japanese team tournaments, high high profile Japanese team team tournaments, usually we don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Just I, a couple of exceptions, really. I, I I actually wonder if the format difference is a big deal. You know, the fact that a lot of the times when we when U.S. players go to Japan and play, it is single elimination, one game. You don't have time to adapt right. and all these things you like that. You just bring that. whatever your craziest guns are out <laughs> in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Yeah, I'm sure it's very different. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, very few American teams have done well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, maybe there's a little bit better showing than sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do we got here? What 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 what, what are the results? All right, we well, here? I guess it's a team tournament and there's quite a few teams, so let's yeah. just maybe talk about the top four. Yeah, so it's since, as four. you said, it's single elimination. Yeah, yeah. Do you want, since it's all Japanese names, do you want me to do this again? If you'd like. <laughs> Always seems to work out that way. Okay. Okay, but uh, tied for third place here, we have, for Guilty Gear Exerd Sign, yeah. 
we have DES Note, Team DES Note. Uh, I'm assuming that stands for all their nickname, their names here, which is Day, who used Elfelt, Eki-chan, who used Milia, and Sabamiso, who used Bedman. Also tied for third place was Ein Panman, which was Sharon Elfelt, Hasegawa Ino, and Zadi Sin. Uh, Ogarinko, which was second place, this was a shock, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, Koichi's Ino, Karinchu's Milia, and Ogawa's Zato won. Ogawa, right. the Evo champion. Right. And in first place was Team Unusual, which is with Dogura, uh, who used Sin, Machibo, who used Kai, and Kazunoko, who used Soul as well. So, Zebra and yeah. Kazunoko, he's listed yes, as. Yes, that's right. That's yeah, right. He, he did mm -hmm. compete. Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the surprise was everyone thought Ogawa's right. team was going to win, of course. And apparently, Machibu defeated him. I did not get to see that match, but apparently, it was a big deal, very hype. And yeah. even Dogura and Kazunoko had like a little dance. That I they saw that dance. <laughs> The little intro dance. Yeah. Right? And then Machimo just like walked by. Right. <laughs> it's pretty great, actually. No, I did see that. I, it's cool. I mean, just a little side thing. It's cool to see the Japanese players getting a little bit more into the wacky personality kind of thing. You know, maybe Kazunoko came back from CEO and was like, dude, we got to do some crazy stuff. So, But yeah, the big surprise, obviously, was that uh, Ogawa's team did not win. So, um, congratulations to Dogura Machibo and Zeveron Kazunoko yeah. for taking first place at Arc Rebo. For sure. So, yeah, very cool stuff. Now, do you want to talk about the U.S. team yeah, now or just go through the Blaze Blue results and then we'll talk about both teams? Yeah, whichever you prefer, man. All right, let's do the Blaze Blue teams next. Okay. And then we'll talk about both teams. Because, I mean, it's really kind of, there's context to both of them, you know, talking about them together and such like that, so... Okay, so in Blaze Blue, Chrono Phantasma Extend, third place was Team uh, Triaina, which is Yoshiki using uh, new number 13, Goro using Makoto, and Koya using Noel. Mm -hmm. Third place was also Animal Therapy. Okay. <laughs> That's the sickest name. Uh, with Kuike with Laichi, Suya with Valkenhain, and Kinji with Taukaka. Second place was Guzen Nimo Arc Ruivo ni Sanka Suro Koto Ninata Oretachiwa with Yuta <laughs> with Yuta using Ragna, Conan Conan using Tsubaki, and Ryusei using Jin. And uh, first place went to Nokare Ball with Zexo using Azriel, uh, Mitsurugi using Hazma, and Koji using Ragna. Alright. So there you go, yeah. Uh, interesting that uh, I don't, personally, I, I mean obviously I'm not as familiar with the Blaze Blue scene as I am with Guilty Gear scene and such. Yeah. I don't recognize a lot of the names there, so um, um, yeah, like I'm surprised, like, like I mean at EVO for example, Dogra got second place, Galileo got first and such, and I didn't see them in any of the top four, so I see Galileo's team was tied for ninth which is, of course, eight teams tied for ninth. Right. Uh, where's Dogura? I don't see him listed here at all, so... Hmm, maybe he's just focusing on Guilty here now, anyway, so... All right. But yes, there you go. So that's the results for Arc Revo. Yeah. So the U.S. teams. Well, there's also other stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yes, okay. 
Persona 4 Ultimax Ultra Suplex Hole version 2.02. Yeah. Tied for third place was Sandome no Shojiki with Soji using Kuma, uh, Kirisame using uh, Shadow Chie, and Sohei using Shadow Ken. Uh, Nandemo Shimasu also tied for third with Tsujikawa using Shadow Chie, uh, Habu using Yu, Yu Narukami, and Nekoze using Toru Adachi. Second place was Shiki and Tsubasa Supa! Right? With the. Um, Has an exclamation point. <laughs> Mad using Shadow Kuma, Shiki with Yu Narukami, and Cho using Shadow Ken. Uh, and then the first place team was Shinobi no Okite 1068 Joe, which is Dai Chan using Shadow Ken. Wow, this seems like a very popular mm -hmm. character here. Yeah. Uh, Denpa using Shadow Naoto, and Moki using Shadow Yosuke. Interesting, a lot of Shadow characters. Yeah, I don't know that much about it, but yeah, <laughs> that's cool. A lot, definitely a lot more Shadow characters than uh, a lot of the other characters. So. Alright, alright, let's get to... Under Night in Birth. birth uh, third place was Rion with Seth. Third place also was Necroton with Akatsuki. Second place was Kai with Seth. And first was Goichi, or Go13151, with the new character, Phonon. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get to watch this, but um, just looking at the character results, I thought was very interesting. Now, go back up to the top okay. eight there, right? Okay. Or whatever, top, I guess. Okay, top. okay. Phonon, Seth, Akatsuki, Seth, Phonon, Akatsuki, Byakuya, and then Merkava. That's like, oh, a, it's true. such a different top eight <laughs> than it would have been in the previous version of the game. Interesting, so yeah, I just thought right, it was cool to right. see, like, you know, the, two Akatsuki's up there. Yeah. Who, was, who was originally, of course, a bottom-tier character, right. right? So there you go. And not a single Gordo. No Gord, Not a yeah. single Waldstein, and Merkava was tied for fifth, so interesting. Very interesting, okay. I thought. Yeah, I'd love to see that, but... Oh, yeah. I wonder if, I mean, the version that they played, I wonder if it's, you know, going to be, is that the official version now, you know, or are they going yeah, to still do some out. extra ba balance stuff or anything like that? I thought that, it was so. out, but I could be wrong about Okay, that. okay. It probably is. It probably is, so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so awesome stuff there. Lots of cool events going on, Arc Revo. Uh, they had some cool announcements, which we'll get into later on. Okay. But uh, let's talk about the USA teams. Okay. So, <laughs> the USA teams, the Blaze Blue team went there, and um, they lost first round. So they were eliminated right away. Yeah. Um, the Guilty Gear team went there, and uh, they actually made it to the third round. So right. they have now broken the record. Because <laughs> apparently the record was originally held by the team that Dacid Bro was on, and he right. won the first game with Ragna, I believe it was, right? No, not Ragna. He won it with a bang. Didn't he play a bang? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was bang. And uh, they got to second round, and then they lost. So this Guilty Gear team has now made it the farthest that any of the Arc Revo teams, the U.S. Arc Revo teams, has. The reason why I kind of want to talk about them at the same time is, you know, a lot of people are comparing and contrasting them, and I've heard a lot of people were mad at the Blaze Blue team, saying that they were like, "Why did we send them? I saw that like too. they were like they did terrible. What a what a way to fail your country, you know, and stuff yeah. like that." And look, I don't care how far either team what got. Like, I'm super proud of them. I'm of super course. proud of them. I tweeted this out. Um, it is not easy. 
traveling across an ocean. I gotta think it's real tough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they didn't even get a chance to sleep a lot to fix their jet lag, and then you're sitting there playing in the single elimination tournament with the entire country yeah. on your shoulders. Th there's no warm-up round, you know? If yeah. you lose a round, then that's, you're one round away from losing. Yeah. There's, there's mm -hmm. such a small margin of error. Yeah, so, I mean... I, I feel bad that a lot of people are, you know, maybe giving a lot of problems to the Blaze Blue team. Especially, you know, it's like it's like a lot of people are fighting back with, though. It's like, if you really are disappointed in how they did, the next time you beat them and you go right. instead, right? And then, of course, some people are like, well, I didn't have a passport. And then, of course, it makes it even easier for you to complain because now you're like, oh, I didn't enter because I didn't have a passport, yeah. so I didn't have a reason to enter the tournament and lose right, and yeah. then complain about the people who beat me, you <laughs> right, know? Yeah. So it's easier to hide behind that kind of excuse. So. But yeah, but dude, I'm super happy for them. Yeah. Uh, the Guilty Gear, it was really interesting because we were all literally getting updates via tweet. Yeah, I saw that. Because they didn't stream any of the US matches. But I do think Lord Knight got a chance to record some of the later ones. Like the first round one, they weren't allowed to record, but I think second round they were like, okay, you can go ahead and record them. So hopefully we'll have some stuff. And yeah. The funniest was, who was it? There was one player who was literally giving updates by because he couldn't see the screen. He was going off of like Lord Knight's reactions. Oh, yeah, I think that was James. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah, saw yeah, that. yeah. I saw that. Yeah, plus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Exactly. So, um, yeah, uh, um, I'm super happy for them. They said that the first team that they played wasn't very good, apparently, so they actually OCB'd that team. Sick. And then the second team, super close, but they clutched it out, so that's super awesome to hear. And then they lost to Ogawa's team, who got second place. So, you know, okay. overall, I think super awesome performance. Yeah, great stuff to them. Super happy, super proud of all six of the guys for going there and playing, so... So like I said, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's I'm definitely glad that America gets a chance. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Someone did ask me though, it was like, um, it was like, do you think Arc Revo could become like uh, Arc System Works's version of the Capcom Cup? You know. Uh huh. And the hardest part for me is that it is single elimination. Yeah, with the format, it can't be. Yeah, and uh, I mean, even before, like when SBO was at the height. You talk to a lot of the Japanese players, and they were like, I like Evo better. That's true. You know, because yeah. of the double elimination format and such like that, so... I mean, I just think of it as more of a an SBO than an Evo. It's just such a different right. style. It's a mm -hmm. different format. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. I, yeah. I think it would be cool if they could do a more, like, Arxis 2 out of 3, 3 out of 5, double sure, elimination yeah, focused awesome. event kind of thing. I think that would be super cool. I definitely agree with that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I was thinking of other teams that America has sent over, I was thinking mostly of SBO. I mean, obviously, our group was going on for a little while, but mm -hmm. even back in SBO days, Team USA, even when we had a couple of Team USAs, was uh, <laughs> pretty rarely effective yeah. across whatever game they were playing at the time. Yeah, if think, you... Oh, go ahead. I think the best that the U.S. ever did was in um, Anniversary Edition. Mm-hmm. Street Fighter Two Anniversary Edition, uh, which was the janky combination of all of the Street <laughs> Fighter Twos, and you could pick whatever version you wanted, right. whatever character you wanted. Mm -hmm. 
and that was uh, Graham Wolf and Alex Wolf. Right. And they got really far. I think they got fourth place I or something fourth. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I they actually got it. super far. So that was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. But other than that, like you said, it's this janky version and such. Yeah. They were using CE Guile and all sorts C. of crazy. Yeah, stuff. exactly. There's a lot of craziness there. So. For sure. Uh, okay. Okay. Well. Anyway. Let's go to the Topanga ranking battle. So this is the, the final results, I guess. Um, do you have this up anywhere? I or? don't. Oh, okay. Let's talk about this I here. just assumed it would be you because it's in Japan. <laughs> Fair enough. Actually, truth be told, I was totally just going to narrate all of the results from Arc Revo, but then you said, why don't I do it? Oh, okay, like, okay, okay. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, so the final standings... How does this work? Is this combined between all the different areas, or does each one have their own final stand? Oh, it looks like they all have their own final standing. So we have a Makes final sense. standing listed here for Tokyo. We have a final standing listed for Fukuoka. Yeah. But I don't see anything for Osaka mm -hmm. just yeah, yet. I don't see it there okay, so the final standings for Tokyo uh, are tied for. Oh, that's a weird one. They have four tenth places and then like a ninth and an eighth and two sixths. And that is super strange. Looking. Oh, it's based on the number of points they have. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's, okay. Uh, it's a random okay. number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so tied for tenth place was Kebetsu, uh, White Fang, Wanchantaro, and Tuna with 11 points. In ninth place was Kyoku with 12 points. Uh, eighth place was Twiggy with 13, with 13 points. Tied for sixth was Zevron Kazunoko and Razor Fudo. Wow, sixth place they're tied for. Yeah. Because in fifth place was KG, uh, KGN. The DJ player. That's <laughs> so crazy, dude. I want him to come out to you as and blow people up, people. dude. So. Um, fourth place was Mad Cat's Tokido. Third place, oh, I'm sorry, tied for second place was Akimo and Nishiken. And first place was Kawaguchi. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, nice He's a really stuff. good player. Uh, who does Kawaguchi use again? He's a Rose. He's a Rose player. Okay, okay, okay. And then in Fukuoka, uh, tied for sixth place were five people. Okay. And that's, uh, oh, jeez, Kinoito. Yeah, Kinoito. Sketch, what? Oh, Itajin. Oh, Itajin. Mochiru and Yaji Robe. And like I said, they all had 11 points. Cha got um, fifth place with 12 points. Darui with 17 points and Mizutero with 17 points, both tied for third. Okay. Second place was Gakichun with 24 points Gachikun. and Gachikun, yeah. And first place, Pepidai. Sweet. Who goes by FGC Pepidai. Shoutouts to Pepidai. Yeah, so there you go. All right. And then, like I said, we don't know what Osaka is. And in case you don't know how it works, I, I believe that they now all compete for a chance to get into the, to the B League and then the B League fights the A-League, and then some people in the A-League drop, and some people in the B-League move up if the A-League ones lose, and et cetera, it's et cetera. complicated. And then the, all the A-League guys play against each other. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like relegation in soccer in uh, Europe. Mm -hmm. Well, just not in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. So. If anybody knows. Is, is that what FGC actually stands for, for Pepidai? What is it? Someone says it's Fukuoka Gamers Club. Oh, yeah? I didn't know that either. I mean, it makes sense. It makes was in sense. Fukuoka. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Okay, cool stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah, but there you go, Topanga. Um, there was a lot of other events this past weekend. I know there was like the VF tournament at Next Level. Uh, at Next Level, uh, I couldn't find any results yeah. for it and stuff like that. So uh, I don't have some of those as well. But hopefully, you guys uh, checked out some of the other stuff. There was that CBS Two tournament. In Japan. I watched some of that. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah, cool. I didn't get to watch that much of it, but I did watch some. Uh-huh. How did it look? I saw somebody who was playing boss's team lose, but they didn't have any of the names up there. <laughs> so I, it probably wasn't him. But okay, yeah. okay, okay. Okay. Anyway, it was fun. I just didn't get to see that much of it. Okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, the main events that we had the results for from this past weekend. There was this S. Benny Maru who was causing problems. Whoa! Yeah. S. Benny Maru. Yeah, it was pretty sick. <laughs> That's really interesting. I used to use a Benny Maru. Cause you know, once you're down to the small to the low life percentages. Oh, he just did spark all day. He yeah. did super, but he also has that grab super, and it was just mm, okay. silly okay. S mix-ups. He used dodge really well, actually. <laughs> Cause the thing about it is, I always when I think of S group characters, I think of dodge. I always try to think of the ones that have the really far range attacks, like Cammy standing roundhouse and Bison yeah. standing forward and stuff. I don't remember what Benny Maru, because there's always the close range cancelable one and there's the far range knockdown far version. I don't remember what Benny Maru's... He was just letting the dodge roll and then pressing a button afterwards, oh, so okay. Okay. <laughs> that's about it. That's what okay. I saw. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, some people are saying that Benny Maru was blowing people up. He was, yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, you want to talk about upcoming events? Sure. Uh, there's strangely enough, I didn't see a lot of different events coming up. Okay. In fact, the main one that's coming up is actually a pretty big one though, but it has the best name, most descriptive name. You know how we had like the, the, the Van Damage tournament, you know, with like Deadly Impact or whatever yeah. like that. So, I always forget to silence that phone, yeah. So we have this tournament coming up. It is called the Taiwan Fighting Game Major. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. The Taiwan Fighting Game Major. That's what it is. That's what it's called. Um, it's called... Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it is a Capcom Premier Tournament qualifier. Uh, Asia qualifier. Yep. So whoever wins this one auto gets an automatic seed into CPT Asia. If you remember, that was the round robin event last year that Daigo qualified from. So um, that'll be taking place in Taiwan, in Taipei this weekend and will actually be streamed on Capcom Fighters. Oh sweet, okay. Yeah, so this is Ultra Street Fighter 4 only, I think. Uh, I don't see any news about any other games, yeah, so I believe this is just the Street Fighter 4 tournament. But um, people that are guaranteed to be there, that are committed, I, well I should say announced to be there, because okay. uh, you never know what's going to sure. happen, right? Uh, Gamer B is supposed to be there, Shiro is supposed to be there, Dark Jawa, mm -hmm. Misei, Inko, Koji KOG, Gonzalez, Xian, Human Bomb, Chen, or Chuan, if you want to call him, uh, I guess a guy named KOG, or is that supposed to be KOG KOG and they listed him twice? I'm not sure. Itabashi Zangief, uh, some scrub named Kim1234, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kim1234, and of course, uh, Razor's RB yeah. is going to be there. So uh, if you actually go to uh, CapcomProTour.com and find information on it, they actually give you the live stream schedule, you know, translated to your time zone and stuff like that. So very cool as well. So. All right. All right. Yep. Yeah, definitely no trademark lawyer came up with that name. <laughs> it's not very protectable. <laughs> Taiwan 
<laughs> fighting game major. It's like the least possible protection. Interesting. It's the. Oh, okay. So their website apparently is twfm2015.com. This just like everything that's like not right about that. Cause, yeah. Because like I guess it's Taiwan. Right. Fighting game right. major. Right. But you put the year in the URL, which is just uh, a bad idea. Like Evo so. 2K. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, okay. Well, in any case, definitely check that out this weekend. That will be streamed on twitch.tv slash Fighters, as well as twitch.tv slash TWFighter. Singular, TWFighter. Okay. Okay. And then uh, I know a few weeks ago we talked about there was that special event where Sako and Daigo were going to be playing Guilty Gear. I think they were teaming up with Kazunoko and then they are going up against like the Ogawa team yeah. and all this other stuff. So that's this weekend. Uh, that is the Toshin Geki Totsu event that is taking place this weekend. So you can check that out. That will be streamed on Nico, on Nico Nico. Um, the news on FGC Calendar, the, the information there actually says that YouTube and Ustream links are pending. Oh, nice. So maybe they'll do some streaming on those services as well, so we'll get a chance to watch that. That would be awesome. A lot of people saying that Daigo is going to get blown up by Ogawa because they're like slated to meet each other. Definitely try to tune in this weekend and find out if that's yeah, that sounds cool. actually going to happen or not. Yeah. So, And see how Daigo does. So there you go. Cool. So that's all the upcoming events. All right. Um, well, do you want to take a break take and then a we'll break? we can talk about game news when we sure. come back? Okay, cool. We'll be right back, guys. All right, well, before we get into game news, there were a couple of other events that we wanted to talk about. <laughs> yeah, some we other Im important things to mention. First of all, Capcom Cup 2015. We've all been waiting for a date, and it was finally announced. It is going to be taking place at the PlayStation Experience in San Francisco on December 6th. Yeah, I think it says December 5th or 6th somewhere, or 5th to 6th somewhere. Cause oh, okay. They definitely, okay. that says December 6th, and I saw them put a thing out that said December 6th, and I saw another thing that said 5th to 6th. <laughs> And they have previously said that it will be a two-day event. Right. So I don't know exactly what's going on. Because I know a lot of people were upset that it was two out of three last year. Right. And I think they wanted to change most of it to three out of five. But if they change it to three out of five and have 32 players instead of 16 players, you're not doing this in one day. Possible, yeah. Unless or, or else you just don't stream a lot of matches. Right, exactly. Which like, is also unlikely. Right. So, I don't know. Hopefully it will be a two-day event. So. Right, Definitely. But um, it is it. taking place in San Francisco. If you go to the PlayStation Experience site, I will warn you, if you do plan on trying to visit there, the tickets for the hotels are kind of pricey because it is San Francisco, so beware of that. But uh, I think if you're in PlayStation Experience, you get to watch for free, pretty much. So I don't know, because I know last year they sold tickets for it. Yeah. I'm not sure how that works this time. Um, I guess they're, oh, okay, so basically you have to buy tickets to the PlayStation Experience. So Sunday only passes are $40. There's an early bird two-day discount, which is uh, $60 right now, goes up to 75 after September 20th. 
But I did hear that there was going to be a VIP thing specifically for the Capcom Cup. That if you buy that, then you also get like goodie bag and I guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, swag bag. Premium seating. Seating, I should say. So you get better yes. seats and such like that. And I guess there is going to be an after party like last year that will be hosted by Twitch and Showdown GG. It also says, please keep in mind that the purchase of a Saturday-only ticket will not grant you access to Capcom Cup on Sunday. So I guess Capcom Cup is one day. That's that's heavily implied. Like, mm, That's going to be interesting. Heavily implied right there. So. That's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, that's uh, going to be a long day or <laughs> multiple streams or just they'll have people who won't get on stream. Right. You know? Hmm. It's it's some it's something not ideal. Right, right, right. Yeah. So that's, but, how um, that's how it sounds. Again, don't forget, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars is being given away that day. Yeah. Hundred and twenty of it going to almost fifty percent of it going to first place. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Someone is gonna make six figures that's true. in a day, pretty much. So that's true. Of course there's some unfortunate side effects to this news. Yeah. So, um, this is the same date that NEC was very recently also announced on. Yeah. So, um, I mean, look, I'm sure Capcom knew that they were going to be on the PlayStation Experience Day. They probably couldn't announce it until PlayStation could announce their dates. And so it's an unfortunate situation. However, I heard that Biggie might be trying to move his dates. Really? I'm not sure. Uh, people... Uh, in the stream can update me if that's the case because I can't remember. I, I don't know for sure. I saw hints at it and such. Yeah. The problem is I heard a lot of Japanese players were planning to go to NEC for like some of the, the, the Arxis games yeah. and such. So I, I hope they haven't bought their ticket already and stuff like that, you know, because otherwise it's going to be a, a big problem. It's just so. an unfortunate situation all around. I, I agree with you. I think that it's, it's most likely that Capcom didn't plan this. I feel like it's oh, yeah, just because yeah. this is what Sony wanted. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, and especially knowing the people involved with the Capcom, with the the Pro Tour, mm -hmm. people who are all former players mm -hmm. of various games. Um, I've talked with them many times and it's super important to them they not be... Right, stomping on other... Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they not uh -huh, kill uh -huh. grassroots stuff. So, I, you know, it's it definitely sucks. Uh, I feel bad for Big E. Um, you know, for everybody who wanted to go there. Yeah. I hope that they can figure out a way around it, but that's it's just uh, unfortunate timing. Yeah, Toluca Freak mentions that he wants to move NEC for either Thanksgiving weekend or the weekend after Capcom Cup. I really hope it's the weekend after Capcom Cup because Thanksgiving weekend is going to be a nightmare for travel because it's going to be expensive and the airports are just going to be packed. Like, I, I would really like to go to NEC. Yeah, um, I agree. If it's on Thanksgiving weekend, I definitely cannot go. Yeah. And I, you know what? A lot of people aren't going to be able to go. Yeah. So it's probably not going to benefit him to move it to that weekend. Right. Plus, a lot of the Street Fighter players probably will be saving their travel for, you know, for uh, uh, Capcom Cup anyway. So uh, it's going to be an interesting situation. So. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Wish it had gone better. But yeah. What are you going to do? <sighs> Man. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's an unfortunate situation. Uh, just want to emphasize that I, there's obviously no malice involved with this. I don't think that they're, like, trying to, you know, hurt anybody else's event, so. Yeah. <sighs> of course. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, speaking of, uh, um, you know, so one of the things about NEC, though, the reason why a lot of Japanese players are going there is because it's always been a really, really big Arxis game. Tournament. Yeah, that's true. It's always been uh, that. And um, another event that's trying to do that, obviously, is CEO Taku, um, which is what Jabali is uh, trying to run. We talked about this in a few past weeks where it was, um, he moved it to the Wyndham Resort. Right. So he... A.K.A. The, a bigger one than he originally had planned. Right. Yeah. And so he was going to uh, consider putting Marvel into the lineup, adding Marvel to the lineup just to get more people because he needs uh, to sell out more rooms and fit more people in the ballroom and stuff like that. Right. And, and, you know, make up a little bit of extra money uh, for the cost, obviously. Sure. The ballroom. I'm sure it's expensive. Yeah. And so he put out a poll asking if people wanted to add it or not and such. And uh, the official lineup is out. They released a poster. Um, and uh, basically, it is definitely going to be Exerd Sign, uh, Guilty Gear, Accent Core Plus R, uh, Blaze Blue, Chrono Phantasma Extend, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, Undernight In Birth, uh, Skullgirls Second Encore, Melty Blood Actress Again, Dengeki Bunko Fighting Climax, and sure enough, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 will be there. It's got a picture of Morgan on there. Yes, mm -hmm. it was a good choice to, to go along with the rest of the characters on there. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's probably the most anime character out of all of them <laughs> um, yeah. in in that game. So, yeah, no, it's a good looking poster. But yeah, that's cool that they have Marvel. I hope that that doesn't mm -hmm. offend anybody or or put anybody off too mm -hmm. much. But mm -hmm. I certainly understand why he would want to have more players there. And from a Marvel player's perspective, I know that. There's a lot of hand-wringing going on among some people in the scene, and there, and just as much um, sort of just ignoring that there's any such issue, or else just loudly <laughs> proclaiming that there is no such issue uh -huh. with the game slowing down a little bit. You know, there's right. two very clear sides going on. <laughs> um, yeah. So I... Because I know some, some people are like, it's still alive, and then like, I think like Champ's like, the game's dead. <laughs> right. I saw it. I saw it. He said that. So for Marvel to have all those opportunities... Is, is good yeah. for the game. Yeah. So. There's also but, gonna there's also gonna be a couple of side tournaments there. Vampire Savior is gonna be there. Aquapaza is gonna be there. Okay. Uh, Yadagarasu is gonna be oh, there, wow. and Catherine's gonna be there. So really? they're gonna have a, a side tournament for Catherine going. How on about that? Uh, the cool thing about it is though, I did see a tweet from Jabali, and he said early registration numbers are very good. That's great. He says that he's very happy with the early numbers, and so. Hopefully that's a good sign for CEO Taku, and hopefully yeah. that means a longevity for this event. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. It's mm -hmm. it's a it's a really good thing to have an event that is primarily geared towards those games. That's mm -hmm. awesome. There are a couple of others, but it's great to have yeah. a new one. Yeah, Frosty Faustings, right. obviously, and like I said, NEC is kind of geared towards that, but the more the better. Of course. The more the better. We need more events that are focused on the other games. Like, they can have... You know, Street Fighter as a as a as a secondary game, but like if there was an event that like we've had a few earlier in the year that featured more combat as the main game, yeah. you know, and such like that, we definitely need variety more is good. Like that. Yep. yep. And uh, although this is not gonna be for a while, like a little over half a year, yeah. a little under 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 half, under half a year. <laughs> Me do math yeah. well. <laughs> um, Cooperation Cup which is the Street Fighter Three tournament in Japan. Yes. Um, they've announced that they will be coming back on January 10th, 2016. So this is apparently the 14th Cooperation Cup. Yep. 
Wow. That's, That's awesome. right. Last year there were over 400 individual people. It's a team thing, right. of course. And it that tournament is always so good. Did we have any U.S. So teams good. there? No, I don't think so. We didn't get any there, huh? Okay. No, there were no okay. official U.S. teams, certainly. There might have been some American right. participants, but there was no U.S. team. Okay, okay. As far as I know. Okay. <laughs> I hope I didn't forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Uh, but, you know, it's it, it's nice for Third Strike because there's that, and then there there's also a couple of regular weekly streams now. I don't know if you've seen with uh, Third Strike. People are oh, really? doing a little more. Yeah, I'll, I'll put them in the, in the chat. Okay, I'll okay, remember okay. I'll put it on YouTube, too. Um, you mean in the States or in Japan? Yeah. Oh, States. in here. Okay, cool. Nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, cool. So I just switched our topic to coming events there right now because I forgot, and now we're moving on yeah. to games. <laughs> nice. There you go. Boop. There. Oh, what's up? Yeah, there you go. Okay, cool. All right, games. Games. So, uh, game news coming up. Um, so, I hinted at the fact that at... Ah, my headphones got stuck on the table. Um, I hinted <laughs> at uh, during the ARC Revo Cup results that there were some big announcements there. And uh, one of the big announcements was that in Guilty Gear Exert, they revealed a brand new character. And that is... Jam Kuraduberi, and uh, she is now a new character added to the game, returning from uh, the older Guilty Gear game. Not exactly a new character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but she's coming back from the older game, yeah. so yeah. So that's that's. Um, is that is that cool? I mean, I saw I saw <laughs> some very different opinions on Twitter as to whether that was cool. I'm. Jam, I mean, she's, she's supposedly, like, a Chinese character, I think, but she has, like, a distinctively Japanese name, obviously. Well, it's actually just a Japanese pronunciation of Cloudberry, so maybe it's, she's supposed to be Chinese or whatever like that. Cloudberry? Yeah, Kuraruberry. Is that a berry? I, I don't think it's an actual berry. Oh. I think it's just something that... I thought it was supposed to be cranberry all these years. It's supposed to be cloudberry, though. Well, if it was cranberry, wouldn't it be kuranu? I don't know. Kuranu <laughs> I don't know anything about this, man. Yeah, yeah. I liked Jam for a little bit, but you know what? I, I can never really quite get into the characters, so... Yeah. All I do is when I see Jam announced, I was like, why not Viking? Because <laughs> everybody will get... Oh, cloudberry Jam is a rock band group. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, okay. okay. All right. There you go, there you go. Thanks for the info. Yes, yes. And apparently... And it's a real it? berry? Cloudberry, huh? Yeah. I mean, boysenberry, I know, is a real thing, which was invented here in California by the Knott's Berry Farm. By Knott's Berry Farm, they actually... Yeah, wasn't it by somebody named Boysen or something like that? Or I'm not story. sure. It's. I know they mixed... It was like blueberry and cranberries together. Like, they crossbreeded them to create poison berries or something but anyway but i know a lot of people don't want biking in there because they hate her you either really love her or you hate her right so you fight against a lot of bikings you hate her but if you dude i mean i played her because she was the only one i could kill eddie because yeah. eddie was such a pain so <clears throat> well she's not in there yet but jam is yes so. so jam is in there and they also announced that the game is going to officially be in arcades August 25th in Japan. 
So now the question is, what is Arxis's next move in terms of releasing it in the United States? Right. And getting parody and all that stuff like that. So They've been better about that in recent times, right? Yeah, so they released the English excerpt super fast right after it came out on home in Japan. I know that the you know American uh, team at Axis Atlas uh, what I hear you yeah th they pushed for that to try to get it out as soon as possible we'll see what happens because it really depends on when they're just gonna get it out to the home version because this is obviously just to the arcades for now so we'll see how it goes so okay um, yep okay gentle snow still waiting on ABBA <laughs> Gentle Snow and uh, Seth Moosey as well. Seth Moosey oh, was right, a big yeah. ABBA player as well. Yeah, I, I wouldn't um, bet on that, folks, but all right. <laughs> uh, also, I don't know if Capcom did this on purpose or not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but Street Fighter V Beta Round 2 came out. It happened. This weekend. It's not there anymore, and it was pretty uh, touch and go for most of the time, but it just happened to show up. It li like literally, I was just taking a break from work, and I happened to be on Twitter, mm -hmm. and somebody tweeted that they were playing it, and that they even put up a video of themselves playing it, including like the date in a computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to show that it was real, <laughs> and so I tried it, and lo and behold, it was there. So you did? Oh, so you actually did manage to get on? I did, and then the next day, I didn't have much time to play, and then oh, okay, the next day, okay. um, I did play, and in fact, I played the people. I've oh, you did play? Oh, okay, okay. Humans oh, really? So even the first game. time you didn't even get a chance to no, play? No, I was just in training mode. I played and one whole match. Did you? How, how did it go? It was really good, the match that I played. Really? So I'm curious about... It sucked. Really? Yeah, yeah. The, the connections were honestly very bad. Uh, that's not good. I mean, who knows where they were from? You know, right, 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 right. In the U.S. or somebody who had an American flag, so somebody signed up as an American account from somewhere else. Right. You know, it's, it's hard to know, but okay. it was not very good unfortunately mm, that sucks that sucks but yeah i mean there was a i think the reason why they didn't they didn't mean it for people to find out they had to update the game but the thing is playstation 4s will update games for you automatically when they're in rest mode right. and so a lot of people figured out something was going on because their street fighter 5 got updated right and i think that's how people found out they were probably just trying to do it on the sly and then maybe they got um could be taken out by that <laughs> it was only the four characters the original four who are announced and so that means they uh, okay, meant so that my bison was in there so that was cool right, i got yeah. to mess with bison a little bit yeah it was supposed to be a stress test yes right uh, and some people are saying that the that the beta code was really good and they also did admit That's that good. they're trying to do stuff to make sure the next round of the beta code is uh, of the beta test is good so yeah this is probably just the setup for all of that stuff yeah so. i mean i'm not particularly worried that the connections are going to end up bad for me i know mm -hmm. it's just a beta it's still working right. on it, so. but you know when i was in it i noticed that there's a there's a running ticker of news really at the bottom of it maybe at the top but in any case it was somewhere on there like during the menu screens and stuff yeah or? on the menu screen yeah it had Ooh. news and it was like this is an internal stress test yada yada Dude, that's cool. So presumably they could be like, hey, this coming weekend, Events. there's something to watch. Dude, that's Maybe so something nice. to enter even. That would be even so, better. You know what they should do? They should seriously build in a Twitch viewer oh, in the game. so good. Because then you could just literally be playing a game going like, boom, this Twitch stream has started. That's playing Street Fighter 4. Do you want to go over to watch? That's the Click dream. Yes. 
and then you just go right over That's there. That's the dream, James. Or maybe even like do like a picture in picture where they shrink this and put the tournament up there. Oh, now we're now, this is beyond the <laughs> dream at this point. <laughs> Awesome. No, absolutely. Dead or Alive did it before. Yeah, dude. Killer Instinct has done a little bit of that kind of stuff. MKX well. has done it. I mean, right. it's it's not new. Yeah, yeah. It's just like cool that they're We're doing not it, like you know Capcom I mean? is yeah. coming up with this amazing technology. Capcom, Capcom. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're not. I mean, it's just nice that they're For doing sure. that and they're they're putting a lot of these things into consideration. So. It's funny how many people think that that is what uh, what people are doing though. <laughs> whenever, whenever there's some good news about some something that's showing up in, in a Capcom in Street Fighter Five, I guess, uh -huh. and on Twitter I'm like, yay, I, Capcom's doing this. Like DS or somebody or like Carlos will be like, Tekken did it first. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, that's, that's great. That's, my intention is not to cast any aspersions on Tekken. <laughs> Dude, it's funny though. I was so proud of myself recently when when I wanted to make that little, I, I tried to make like a little joke comment about the the anime community, but I knew if I tweeted it out, I would get blown up. So I literally did a three series tweet where the first tweet was like, attention, the following tweet I saw is it. going to be blah blah blah. I immediately thought it was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one, last week was like, this was this was brought to you by like you know all this stuff and joke. And sure enough. I got no shit for that tweet. Really? Yeah, I got nothing. Everyone was like, okay, I guess that meant it was supposed to be a joke, and they just left it. Are you serious? Yeah. I would have thought it'd be the opposite, honestly. Dude, every time I tweet something like that, people get so mad at me. And they start yelling at me, and they're like, why are you talking smack about anime community? Blah, blah, blah. So I did that, and sure enough, it worked. Wow. Like, I literally got... There like, wasn't even, like, the jerk who purposely misunderstood it? No, nothing. Wow, I got impressive. I got no anger towards it, and I was like... <laughs> I was so happy for that's myself, cool. so. <laughs> yeah, Simpsons oh, did it, yeah. That's pretty much how it feels sometimes. <laughs> that's cool, though. Whenever, whenever games have good stuff, I want all the other games to copy that. Yeah. Like, whatever like whatever the good stuff is, and not the gameplay. The gameplay should be distinct, but oh, like, okay. yeah, when, yeah, it, course, when it comes to, to online play and functionality, features, yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. Just steal it, you know. Yeah, Just steal whatever yeah, good ideas. Like for find. example, Street Fighter Five has that buttons, the the control config thing where you can see the buttons being pushed and stuff like that. I don't think they're the first ones to do it, but everybody else should do it as well. You for know? sure. Just everything steals everything. So should be. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me see here. Did also want to mention that uh, Kim Woo was announced. There was a Kim Woo teaser for Killer Instinct Season 3. Yeah. We mentioned last week that they're continuing Killer Instinct Season 3. Right. That Rash was going to be in there, and the first character they announced it for it is Kim Woo, who was in Killer Instinct 2. That was an official announcement, or that was just at the end of the Rash trailer? Oh, was it at the end of the Rash trailer? Well, they I know that they hinted it at the end of the Rash okay, trailer. Okay, that's probably what it was. Then. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was just, you just saw the weapon, yeah. and that was it. And, but, much. you know, it's probably her. <laughs> I'm going to be... Because, look, they've done an interesting job revamping all their characters. Kim Woo was highly uninteresting in Killer Instinct 2, so I'm curious to see what they're going to do with that character. Like, I thought what they did to Maya was super cool. Yeah, dude, all the characters were boring as could yeah. be in the original Killer Instinct. Right, right. So, so. you know, I, I certainly believe that they'll have cool ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, actually, I'll save this for the end of the game news. How's sure. That? So, um, 
One other little bit of news was that round one in Puente Hills got a Nessica cabinet. This is in Southern California. This is in Southern California. Now, I didn't have any knowledge of what Nessica cabinets were before. Okay. But apparently, as it was explained to me, is that Nessica cabinets are basically like a console in the arcade where the owners can choose what games to download for the console and then people can play any one of those games that are on that cabinet. And so when you download the games, the money that goes into it is split between the person who made it and the arcade. Right. And so it's this really neat system of distributing games in a much easier way without having to use physical boards. You just download the game and it's all done through the internet and such like that. So they got this cabinet in Puente Hills and it's kind of a big deal. I mean, obviously it sucks for a lot of the other areas because SoCal always seems to get a lot of these extra benefits. It's true. A lot of people are saying like it would have been nice if it showed up at like Galloping Ghost Arcade or, or, or somewhere somewhere else. But I mean, round one is definitely going to put it in a higher traffic area that it can get. And so they're testing it out. If it's successful, they'll start spreading it out to more places. And the reason why this is significant is because there are certain games on it, such as the latest Blaze Blue. Yeah. And so Arxis games were always behind, right? We're like we mentioned with Exer, like it comes out in Japan first and all these things. We never we can't even see it. Well, when the new Blaze Blue drops, hopefully they can just get it right away on the cabinet. You know, they they, they can just download it and uh, their round one is licensed to play those games here in the United States. So Is uh, it licensed or is it just conjecture? I'm Pretty sure it's licensed because I know Nessica and Round One have been tweeting and retweeting oh, a lot wow, okay. of stuff that people have been talking about okay, and great. such. So I'm pretty sure it's it's um it's licensed and official and everything like yeah, that. Sick. So if this gets support, it'll show up in more places. We'll be able to get access to a lot of these games earlier. Unfortunately, uh, Exert is not going to be one of them because I heard it's not on the uh, Nessica cabinet. It's on one of the other distribution okay. platforms. But a few of the games will be on there. There was another one that was mentioned. I forgot which one it was. But it's super cool. And uh, hopefully, uh, I know there's some players here that want to go over there and like stream and like film and record matches so that they can spread the information and do research for a lot of people and stuff like that. So, you know, hopefully it can help uh, the anime community a little bit. So That's really cool. Yeah. Shout out to Arcades. Yeah, right. In general. <laughs> Still chugging along, man. Yeah, Still trying bit. to make it. Still trying bit. to make it. I don't know if it's even chugging at this point. It might be one of those little things where... <laughs> no, no. Instead, instead of a train chugging along, it's just a little thing where two people are on the other end of it. They're doing a little pulley system. Yeah. <laughs> that might be what arcades are now. Oh, man. Oh, anyway. Man. Yeah, right now I think there's only like a couple of games on it at round one, so they're trying to get more yeah. games, but hopefully they'll get more. So, you know, uh, the Japanese player Cross, who Indeed. did well at uh, EVO for Marvel. He's a good player. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently revealed a little bit of interesting new tech in Marvel. I don't know if you actually saw this. I did. It's really interesting. So, you know how like some OTGs, for example, like uh, Wesker's Gunshot, can't hit two characters on a happy birthday at the same time? Apparently, the character that is actually chosen to be shot off the floor is based on a priority system yeah. in the game. And what a lot of people actually noticed was that when Cross was choosing his team, 
he would do like the Marvel 2 Switch glitch. He would actually pick a character and another character, but then when the game started, he would swap them. Right. And people were like, are you just doing that because of legacy or just for fun or whatever? And, he's, and he actually explained the reason why he does it is because the priority in which the character on the ground gets shot off the floor is decided in the order that you pick the characters, not the order in which they start. So he does that so that the point character is no longer in the priority. Right. So that in a happy birthday situation, if Wesker gets you, he will shoot the assist off the floor, and the point character gets to get up and save the assist. Right. As opposed to having the point character get shot up and then the assist right. character getting away, and then but he gets to still keep the combo going. So some crazy new technology. Yeah, I do. I think that's super cool. Yeah. I I really do. And it's it's not even. Obviously, it's useful, but it's not right. like game breaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. It's just really cool that there's still new stuff like that <laughs> yeah. in Marvel Three. I just think that's awesome, and it, yeah. it comes at a time where, like we were mentioning before, mm -hmm. there is some discussion as to whether the scene for the game is slowing down too much. Yeah. So yeah. it's just cool to have something new, some new idea to look into mm -hmm. into the game. Just anything to breathe some life. Yeah, you man. Know, at this point, I know Angelic I is awesome. one of the biggest proponents of Marvel Three, and you know. He's even said it too, you know, like everyone's like, oh, Marvel 2 lasted 10 years. And he was like, if Marvel 2 came out at this time during the age of social media and YouTube video sharing, Marvel 2 might not even have lasted necessarily 10 years. Probably would have lasted like four or five years. Probably wouldn't have lasted 10 years, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. exactly. People would have been like, this Air Hyper Viper thing is broken. Screw this game. And I think a bigger thing is just that nothing came out after Marvel 2 for <laughs> like a decade. Almost nothing. There wasn't that much else in terms of uh, that style of game that that's came true. out. So that's what, true. what are you going to do? So. Um, let me see if there's anything else before I get to that. Oh, yeah. So we wanted to talk about last week was that SNK Playmore was acquired by Chinese investors. And apparently there was also something that happened recently where they were showing off like pachinko machines or something. Yeah, there was some pachinko event so, yeah, you know, uh -huh. where they said that they want to convert video game fans into pachinko fans uh -huh. and before I saw the context of it that it was at this pachinko event it seemed like it was basically them putting uh, uh, the bullet in KOS <laughs> it, it sort of can be read to say that oh there's no more video games it's right, only right. pachinko from now on but uh, no I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if that's the right lesson from that statement it, you know, it's yeah, hard, yeah, it's hard yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, it's a pachinko event. You're not going to be like, hey, guys, we're bringing this pachinko event. But don't worry, video games are going to survive. Like, right. you're not going to do that. Right, of course, right. yeah. Dude, I saw the sickest pachinko or slot machine thing in Japan that I saw someone playing that had Beat Mania buttons on it. And, like, the literally the guy sitting there playing Beat Mania and then, like, hitting the slot button and then, like, hitting the slot button. like, And he's playing Beat Mania at the same time. I was just like, this is the most amazing thing. Like, wow. Like, that would take Video all... game gambling crossovers. See, I wonder, like, maybe your credit runs out if you don't keep pulling the slot. So you're just going to be playing and then hitting the slot button, you know, while you're playing. But, dude, like, I like rhythm games. That would body my soul free. Well, you know? that, it's a big trend among gambling in general. I had lunch with this uh, gambling attorney. Oh, interesting. Okay. A couple of months ago. Uh... Who, who he wanted to talk to me about video game stuff. Okay. Because of this that I'm gonna bring up is that there's a big growing crossover between gambling games wanting to be more like video games. 
because they know that that's how you bring people in. Like how like how many hours do we all spend just doing total nonsense because it's <laughs> it's fun video games. I do it. If what if I could gamble on Civ Five? Do you understand? I would. I, what, what would I have left? Right, right. right. I, I don't know. And in fact, you know what? A lot of iPhone games are like that now. Yeah. Right? A lot of those games that you play, and they're like, "Do you want to keep going? Pump some money in here. Yeah. You want to increase your chances to do this? Pump some money Dude, in here." So there's there's a really big crossover. And and one example is this Lord of the Rings game. I don't know if you've seen it in Vegas. Mm -hmm. It's the Lord of the Rings slot machine game. You sign up, you make a character for yourself, you you have an email address that you use oh, to log damn. in, and when you go to different slot machines of the same game uh -huh. you sign into your character again and the longer you play you level up and you get better rewards the higher level you are so that's like an rpg it's devious <laughs> it's uh, dude it's wow. devious so like the more you're leveled up the better prizes you get when you win the slots and stuff yeah. like that yeah exactly and the more often you win too so um, See, that's, anyway. that's, that's crazy, because like, slot machines were always about just, it was a machine, and it was probability. Yeah. Now that it's all electronic, they can control the probability, and it actually scares me to hear that a slot machine will make it so that the better you, the higher level you are, the more chances they'll give you to win. Because like, I feel like, I mean, I know there's laws to prevent slot machines from like being too unfair and stuff like yeah. that, right? I mean, I would imagine so. I'm not really sure, man. <laughs> I don't know too much about that. Wow. Yeah. But, but if you just walk around, just pay attention at Evo next year, what the average age is of people in front of the slot machines. Old. Right. Okay. It's okay. Old. Yeah. They're, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They have basically lost the entire generation's who are in like around 40 and below because we just do video games instead right. like i can't imagine just sitting in front of a thing doing a lever all day it just sounds horrible right uh -huh. because i have so many games i could play instead and yeah, get no, a way I, better I can sit here from. and do this all day yeah exactly <laughs> and it's more fun so they're they're doing that they're trying to bring those things in dude if they did a final fantasy one they totally could. I mean... Like, if they did that for... Like, because I'm totally obsessed with Final Fantasy Record Keeper. Yeah. Which literally is me doing this. Right. There's some battles where, like... I mean, they're even making it easier now. Like, they made it so that if you go into battles, it's on auto mode by automatically. Really? So you just, like, go into a battle and... That's like the whole down. game, though, right? Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. So it's only, okay. like, boss battles where you really yeah. have to do stuff. And so it's just, like, the grinding dungeons. You're like... Burp. Oh. Burp. Yeah. Like... But seriously, that's me playing this game. I'm obsessed with it. And if they did that for a slot machine, dude, I'd be done. Well, look forward done, to it. So, it's it's yeah. going gonna, gonna to happen. There you go. So. It is happening. Oh, that's crazy. Anyway. That's crazy. Okay. Well, one thing that I did really want to talk about. Do you want to take a break before we get into some Rising Thunder sure. topics yeah. and such like that? We will talk about Rising Thunder and a couple of other things when we come back. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Let's talk about Rising Thunder. That's right. Uh, the first thing I actually really want to talk about is they actually just came out with some news recently and they talked about how their matchmaking works. Yeah. And so how the levels that we're actually getting, like the, the, the diamond rank, the legend rank and stuff like that, is more quantity based. But there's actually a secret skill stat in the back that they rate based on for your record and stuff, yep. and that's how they're actually matchmaking you. 
I think that's cool. Dude, yeah, it, it is cool. I'm happy that they're putting so much time into trying to match people up as well. I think mm -hmm. that's awesome. Because, I mean, honestly, when I play Street Fighter, like, I've said this many times, that realistically, when you go play Street Fighter 4, you could lose, like, the first 100, 200 matches you play on there. I just don't feel like the matchmaking service is yeah. working properly. Because yeah. they base it off of BP, and if you just play a lot, you're going to keep gaining little bits of BP, right? So someone with a high BP could be really terrible, right. but then someone with a low BP could be amazing. And so the fact that they're trying to distinguish, have a difference between time and skill. They said that they're originally basing the matchmaking on only the skill, which is why you getting into legend tier, you played like someone in like carbon tiers. And then oh, like, I, that was after they did the update to it. Right, right, right. Well, that, that was, wasn't that before they changed it to using both? <clears throat> it was like that day. It was like that yeah, day yeah, yeah, the yeah. patch came out. But now they're going to try to keep it so it's within the same tier and the same skills, and so... I still get carbon now and then, uh, okay. opponents, and I think what that's about is that they gave an option. If you sign up now, uh -huh. newly, um, it gives you an option to sort of categorize yourself into your... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. ...your okay. sort of player skill. And there's, you know, new, there's there's mid, advanced, whatever, and then there's, like, whatever the top one is right. called. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And... Uh, I wonder if what's happening when I'm when I'm getting matched up against Carbon, I'm in Legendary now, is I wonder if they're just saying, like, oh yeah, I'm the best. Oh, uh, right. I'm the right, best right, category. Because right. they're not bad. The people who I play who are Carbon are, are not bad. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. You know, they, they don't know the game that well yet, you can tell, but, like, you know, you can see sort of fundamentals. Okay. Um, so it's, yeah. it's cool. It's cool. I really like what they're doing. Yeah, that is, I mean, again, I feel like that's such a key factor of fighting games, yeah. and it's such a huge, important part, and, um... They even said that if you already have an account and then you click one of those, you know, I'm good at fighting games or something like that, like if you have a score already, that it doesn't do anything. It literally ignores it. But if you're creating a brand new account and you have zero information, they will automatically start throwing right. you into different areas. So right. I think that's super cool. It is. It's yeah. just one of the things that I think they're doing really, really well at. They, mm -hmm. They've talked how they want to... They sort of have a couple of big goals. I don't know if there are others, but a couple of big goals at least to bring in new people, mm -hmm. people who mm -hmm. aren't accustomed to or don't think that they can hack the whole difficult motions business. Right. Mm -hmm. And also designing for online play. Right. And those, I think, mesh really well with this uh, matching well business. I mean, the, right, the, right. both of those things are served very well by having a good matchmaking system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's awesome that they're really putting the time in to make that happen. Yeah, I mean, honestly, having good online experience is what I think will revolutionize the fighting game genre right now. Because for the most part, the online experience is pretty garbage. Yeah, dude. For a lot of fighting games, you know, it's just like, run up here, play some ranking match against... And I also like the fact that they, they when I when you play online, they kind of put you in this two out of three. When you get yes. a match up with someone, it's automatically two out of three. Yes. So it's not just this whole thing where I'll play you and never never care about you. Right. I, you, don't, I have a chance to adapt and all this. Right, things. yeah, you do your stupidest stuff that you can think of in all the other games. You, you just, <laughs> you treat everybody like they're an idiot starting off, because they mm -hmm. might be, and then you just do whatever your scrub buster is. Right. Your tech. And that's it, and it sucks. That's a big part of why other fighting games suck online. Right, or if you get even, like, not scrubbed out, but if you get shenaniganed, right. and then the guy wins, you're just like, dude, that was not a win at all. Like, I totally could have beat that. Now you have a chance to kind of try to prove yourself. And by the way, that's totally happened to me a lot of times. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. On both sides. On both sides. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, definitely I play against people who, who just 
bowl me over in the first game uh-huh. with whatever they think that they should be doing. Right. And I'm like, that was crazy. They, that was, you did a random super? What are you doing? <laughs> you know? We're just, you know, like, you didn't, it's not, it wasn't even a wake-up super. It was, like, random super. Right. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I got mad. And then, but then with this two out of three system, I can make the adaptation and figure out, like, okay, this person thinks that it's smart to do random super right, 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 in the yeah. range, neutral game. Okay, I'll hold off. And, you know, you figure that stuff out. Right, and at yeah. the same time, you know, I have some pretty BS mix-ups with Talos that yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody gets hit by the first time. I saw you do them Categorically. Off. Dude, I, there everybody was one time hit by I randomly time. went on Vi's stream and I saw you play him. Yeah. And you beat him twice with, the, with a lot of those little mix-ups. Yeah, so. dude. No, nobody blocks this first time. <laughs> but by the end of a two out of three set, good players are blocking it. Right, right, right. So, uh-huh. you know, you definitely see the adaptation. It's really, really cool right, to see. Right. I mean, someone did mention that uh, KI, when you got up to a high enough rank, it did turn into two out of three as well. Is so, that so? So that's actually I didn't know pretty that. cool. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that as well. So, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's I I love the fact that they're trying to do all these things for online and such. So, um, one of the things someone asked in the chat before this whole thing started, they really wanted to get your opinion on what. So, there's two options for the kinetic power. You got kinetic deflect, which is like a burst mechanic. Basically, while you're getting hit, you activate it. If they hit you again, you burst. There's kinetic advance, which you can cancel moves into dashes and or jumps. And um, it like drains a lot of the uh, cooldown timer and such like that. Um, right now, kinetic advance is way better oh, than yeah, kinetic deflect. Much, much better. And it's not even that kinetic deflect is bad. It's just that there's just no benefit to it compared to kinetic advance. So someone was asking in chat, what would be some of your ideas on how to make Kinetic Deflect better? So part of the problem is that I think that Deflect sucks because Advance lets you just avoid situations that you would need Deflect in. Mm -hmm. So with Advance, you can make moves safe by dash canceling or jumping Mm -hmm. after whatever move. Dragon Punch, jump back. You're super safe, (laughs) right? Right. Um, Or dash back or dash forward if you want pressure, jump if you want cross, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. There's a lot of stuff, but you you can avoid getting punished for that dragon punch. Mm -hmm. With deflect, you have to get punished to use your deflect. You know what I mean? Right. So like, there's a situation where you're you're putting where you have an option to just avoid punishment entirely and also get a mix up or put yourself in whatever position you care about, Mm -hmm. or you can take some damage and then activate your deflect and you know (laughs) maybe they hit you afterward and causing the thing to explode or not. Maybe they didn't, right? Right, Maybe so there's even a chance Because if you miss the kinetic deflect, are you punishable? I, I don't know. I'm, honestly, I don't know if you're punishable or not. Dude, because I have never seen one. Like, I have never seen I mean, seen I baited one. it, and the person lands, and, and I can grab it. Oh, right, okay. So, okay. But I don't know if there's actually a punish. Okay. But in any case, okay. with deflect, you're, you're giving up all these other things for something that you can just be better uh, avoiding in the first place if mm-hmm. you use advance. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so what I want with deflect is something that is not just a poor version of what you can get with mm-hmm, advance mm-hmm. like somebody brought up the idea of having a push block with it mm. i think that that might be interesting okay, okay. or maybe if you can choose where your kinetic deflect ends up post explosion mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. rather than always getting blown full screen what if you can choose to end close to the opponent mm, which is better right, for you right. say your talos or something maybe you mm-hmm. want to be there or maybe you want full screen you know right, just whichever right, one right. you want to have some additional benefit of in positioning or in being able to escape 
bad situations mm -hmm. that you just don't get. Because honestly, even push block, Dragon Punch, FADC, KADC might even still be better than push block. Right, uh, right. So, because I don't know. I think it's going to be tough to find a solution to that. One thing that I found was really interesting is that, you know, for some moves like your uppercut, like let's say you successfully finish a combo and you have an uppercut and you hit the opponent. Or let's say you do they block it. I'm trying to think of like a, a good example scenario because I ran into a couple. You just basically you have no uppercut and your and your cooldown is yeah. is like maybe at still at four seconds. If you really want the uppercut, you can stab somebody and jump cancel it, and it drains like three seconds off of the the cooldown because kinetic advance makes the cooldown faster, right? So that's even like another huge benefit to it. Like you can actually just blow a kinetic advance just to get your uppercut back, right? Like I feel like if kinetic deflect also had something that you can do off to the side that just eliminated your cooldown like instantly. Like maybe a kinetic deflect, you can do kind of like a gold burst. Right. But it automatically resets everything to no more cooldown or something like that. Or what if it would be crazy like if you hit someone with kinetic deflect? You get short cooldown for a little bit. You know, like how in some training mode. Of time. Yeah, yeah, for a short period of time. Because you know, in training mode, you can set that. That'd be interesting because then you could do yeah. combos you couldn't normally do. That's true. There would be some benefit to it. That should be kind of sick. It would be, but there definitely has to be some unique extra system because what it has right now, even if they build on it, the more I think about it, even if there were a, uh, uh, what were we just talking about? What did I just mention? One short cooldowns? Yeah, cool no, no, or, or, thing that or I was choosing before. which position they end the other in. other one. Um, anyway, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> a push block? Yeah, push block. Okay, okay. Because the more I think about that, the more I think that that's just worse than having Dragon Punch KDC right, anyway. Right, so right. I don't know, man. It's yeah. going to be... I feel like it's not going to be that easy to balance them. Right. Unless they maybe take something away from Kinetic Advance, <laughs> which is possible. But I, I feel like that would not be the great... A great way to balance because then you leave players feeling like they have fewer options and that's not good. What if they made it so that you just couldn't cancel on block, that you can only cancel on hit? Yeah, that would that would make a big difference. Because then you that can still do all difference. the cool combo stuff, but the hard part is that a lot of things become unsafe. Yeah, and, and a lot of the coolest tricks with KADC I think are about being on block, and they're not necessarily making stuff safe. They're bringing in new opportunities, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. like Vlad putting out Fireball KADC, right, right. and then it's a high-low mix-up or whatever, mm -hmm. like, the, you know, you gotta leave stuff like that in there. Well, one of the things I really like about Rising Thunder is that, with, with Advance, is that I feel like it is a very um, open and malleable and free yeah. sort of system. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like if Street Fighter 4 were that kind of open game. Right. It's kind of this cool mix between Street Fighter 4 and, and sort of air-dashy Marvel 3 sort of games. Yeah, for most cool. characters in Street Fighter 4, you can figure out what FADC will do for them, like, in a day. <laughs> yeah, like, like, look at stuff that we didn't see until later. You didn't see people spend meter on FADC combos all that often for the uh -huh. first couple of years. Uh -huh. But we all knew about them. Right. They uh -huh. were there. Uh -huh. Yeah. You just didn't do and it. And now we're at the point where we... Like, as soon as a new character comes out, we're like, yeah, okay, here's the cool things you can do with yeah. it. Right? But this being able to jump or backdash and do all sorts of cool things like that, I feel like opens up a lot more options, like you said. So I would just like to see Deflect get some more options like that. Yeah, so. yeah I definitely think it's better to add options to Deflect than to mm -hmm. remove anything from Advance. What I would like to see is a little bit longer cooldowns on Dragon Punches. Yeah. Because uh -huh. I feel like that's just kind of a... 
an annoyance, and I'm not sure if they intended it to be like that, but I, I feel like for a lot of pressure characters, I've been playing Talos and now Vlad I'm picking up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for both of those characters, the fact that Dragon Punch cools down the recovery is just four or five seconds. Is right, right. Because the thing is, whenever annoying. you hit someone, especially like... Like for example, um, if Edge has all three fire, like all three levels charged up, or Chell gets the combo afterwards, and especially if they kinetic advance out of the uppercut, by the time you get up, they've got their uppercut again. So it's not like you can take an uppercut right. and then attack them. You take an uppercut and then you have to deal with the uppercut again. So yeah, I've actually been seeing some people saying that the game feels very uppercutty right now. It does, yeah. and so you know that might be something that they have to look into. But all, you know, if they just decrease the cooldowns by mm -hmm. a couple of seconds, not not anything crazy even, right? And get to some situation where okay, I, I bait a dragon punch. Now I know it's time for me to do stuff for <laughs> half a dozen right, seconds. Right. That would be cool. Okay. Great game. Really, really like it so far. Yeah. I, I haven't know. had a chance to play it again. I wanted to stream it yesterday. Did not get an opportunity to. So. I will hopefully do that later this week. Hopefully I'll be able to get a chance to play some more with it. So. Man, my Vlad is a total butt. It sucks. Dude, it's really... Vlad it, is so, so difficult. You know, I had no idea what that character even did yeah. until I did the first attack stream last week. Because I, I was using Rising Thunder to show people how to approach a game and how to approach opening up opponents. And so I did it with Edge. I showed people what I figured out with Edge. And then everyone's like... Well, you already did this with Edge, right? Let's see what you can come up with with a new character. So I was like, all right, I'll try Vlad, because he was the only character I hadn't touched yet. So I didn't know anything about him. I didn't know his whole gimmick was the fly cams yeah. and stuff. And dude, he's got some dirty mix-ups. Oh, yeah. He's got some dirty mix-ups. Yeah. As soon as I saw that fly cancel, I was like, holy crap, this yeah. character looks like he could be super good. He is. But, you know, unfortunately, with the uppercut, it, may, it mitigates it a little bit. So It does. It does. And mm -hmm. the fact that the uppercuts autocorrect really well, so even mm -hmm. if you do right, right. Uh, a cross-up, you know, it sort of puts a kibosh on that. That's why it's so important to have the little Sputnik uh, KDC cancel into pressure, because it's right. a way to... Dude, what if kinetic deflect? Oh, but see, that'd be too much of a reward. I was thinking, what if a kinetic deflect when you hit someone with it, it threw all their specials in the cooldown? <laughs> that would be so good. That would be really good. Yeah, but I mean, like, it would almost be so good to the point that you try to get hit on purpose sometimes. Like, I feel like it would be almost too good. It does take a few seconds to run over though after kinetic oh, deflect. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because what if that kinetic deflect guaranteed you a knockdown and then they couldn't wake up DP? Right, yeah, no, that sounds you awesome. You know, that'd be interesting. That does sound really but... cool. <laughs> you think people just take hits? Yeah, <laughs> like, just walk up, hit me, hit me, hit me, deflect, you know? Yeah, it might but that would actually add a lot to the metagame, though. I'm oh, not the metagame, sorry. The no, game. Whatever. The game. Ugh, I can't... Whatever. Yeah, sorry. Wrong, wrong turn. I'm over the debate. Okay. <laughs> All right, well... Anyway, uh, fun game. Highly recommend checking it out. It's yeah. open alpha now, so if you haven't gotten a chance to play it yet, you don't need to wait for a code. Just go sign up. Yeah, it's free to play, and it will always be free to play. Yeah. That's the that's the intention, so um, definitely check it out. You know, one of the things I'm impressed at with that game is when when that Twitter account posts stuff, I, you know, click on the tweet to see what people reply to. I'm just mm -hmm, mm -hmm, curious. Yeah, 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 for and sure. And quite a few of the tweets are people who say that they're new, it's their first fighting game. Right, They're yeah. trying it out. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot more than I think I would expect. Yeah. Because the game is just some technical alpha that, like, 
not, <laughs> a, not a famous studio put together. Right, you know? right, just, right, just right, some right. good Some good designers, and, and I'm really impressed to see what they're doing, especially without, you know, there's only a few characters, they're all robots, there's only one background, there's only one song, <laughs> um, you don't know any of the stories, except for, I guess, Vlad is a dog, like, there's not that much going on, but they have yet... Uh, anyway, managed to get new people. I think that's so awesome. Don't underestimate free-to-play games, man. Yeah. It's so easy for people just to be like, hey, let me try this out. It's It makes such a difference. It makes such a difference. And, you know, um, I forgot what the term they called it was, but I think they said the, the, the whale philosophy is that you're looking for the big whale to spend as much money as that, yeah. you know, to make up for the money that everyone plays for free. That's the model they're going for, and I really hope that it succeeds. So, and uh, I, I think it's such, a, it's a really, really, it's really good that there is a fighting game out there right now that is trying this out. Yes. And we will find out how well this works. Yeah, man. Yeah, and I and I and I do. I hope it. I hope it goes well. I hope it goes well. So. I feel like all the games I'm playing right now, or are interested in playing, are alphas and betas or like just freshly out of a beta <laughs> situation you know right, 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 sf5 uh rising thunder guilty gear uh, xer Xer, revelator skullgirls <laughs> just came out of uh, oh, beta finally it's finally yeah, done yeah, yeah. not that yeah. long ago uh, mkx still a beta <laughs> shots <laughs> nice i like it i like it okay so um Let's talk about some stuff that we wanted to talk about last week. Sounds good. Kazunoko, Zeverin. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting because more has surfaced since then. But uh, Zeverin, the team that sponsored Kazunoko, also had a Dota team. Heroes of the Storm team. Had a HOTS team. And um, apparently the, the, the Heroes of the Storm team left Zeveron, and then Zeveron like, is run by two people. And one of them was like leaving, and the other one is... So everyone was wondering what's going on with Kazunoko. There was a story on it, but I, there's not that much <laughs> more information. Yeah, but, however, I mean, the, the interesting thing is that Kazunoko, like you said, did still play under the Zevron name at Topanga and at Art Revo. So apparently he's still trying to work it out with them yeah. and such. So, But um, the, long story, uh, the, the long story told short is that one half of the Zevron founders apparently was involved in some drama with, uh, he used to run an anime convention and he got into a big, uh, like, kind of like a disagreement with, uh, with a cosplay group that also does the Maid Cafe, the Summoner's Cafe, yeah. which got very famous, yeah. and then there was arguments on who owned the Summoner's Cafe and all these things like that. And so, um, I guess the Heroes of the Storm team just decided to break off or leave or something like that. And I mean, so, they weren't getting paid. Yeah, and they also didn't get paid either. So. And the, the owner of it had some sketchy quote in the article that I read where he implied oh, that yeah, he didn't need right. to pay up because he didn't know what the terms were in the contract. Right. Even if he doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right. It, it, they kept calling themselves, uh, you know, their CEO of it and CEO is somebody who has authority to make a contract mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. behalf of his business. Mm -hmm. um, that's like what a CEO can do. Not just a CEO, other people can too, but definitely a CEO can make that call, right. even if the owner doesn't know anything about it. Um, so it doesn't matter if the owner didn't know. He has to pay up, and <laughs> I guess he's not gonna, and that's just, it's one of these things where there are too many people in 
fighting games and esports and the whole competitive gaming landscape mm -hmm. that are just it's just shenanigans. It really is, yeah. and it, it's hard it's hard to know that in the first place because a lot of people do a good job at sounding like they're going to be legit. Mm -hmm. I certainly, mm -hmm. right. I've had business dealings um, in all sorts of different ways with such people representing a player uh, or representing a team who is working with some team that seems kind of sketchy. In fact, some of my clients in the past have been that way, and I had no idea until it came to be, <laughs> you know, some, some thing happened, right? Right, right, right yeah, yeah. Couldn't, couldn't, Even I couldn't tell in advance, yeah, 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 even though yeah, yeah. I had uh -huh. had experience with, right, right. with it from the other sides of it. So it's just really hard to know. And it, unfortunately, when they do some bum stuff, it's really hard to get any actual punishment right, right. about it. I mean, they're out of the scene forever, but... There's, it's it's very difficult to sue them and get any money out of them mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. oftentimes they just don't have any money. Yeah, there's nothing to sue them There's nothing for. there. Right. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, if you're a legit group and you want to make sure you have all your bases covered, and you want to make sure you understand how a lot of this law stuff works, hit up dpgatlaw.com you, you to find yourself a excellent lawyer who is well versed in all of this this is the business that exactly. i do one of the things <laughs> yeah i feel i feel bad for kazunoko because especially for being in japan and yeah and yeah the yeah. language barrier and everything it must have been just really tough to be able to figure it out in advance mm -hmm. you know he's a nice guy for keeping that shirt on for now while he hasn't gotten paid i, mm -hmm, I guess he's mm -hmm, going to wait mm -hmm. until the end of august that's how it seemed from from the news uh, and if he hasn't gotten paid by then, or if there isn't some some sort of uh, better situation, resolution. yeah, yeah, resolution, yeah. then mm -hmm. he will stop. But in the meantime, he's still in there. Yep. Okay. Well, that sucks. Good luck to him. Hopefully, things go well for him. Did you hear that Haitani was signed by uh, Brawl Esports? No. Yeah. Well, what's Brawl Esports? Well, I looked it up. Brawl Esports is uh, something that started in Mexico, and it they it had a. Um, believe League of Legends team. Okay. But now also a fighting game player. player. And I looked it up on like Esportspedia or something like that. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. No, no, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> For sure. Uh -huh. And uh, it listed, you know, people who started it. And uh -huh. um, one of the people is listed his name. Oh, now I forget it exactly. But it was something like, you know, Smith... KKO Jones, right? Like that was uh -huh. his tag. Right, KKO, right, right. Uh -huh. you know? So I feel like that's probably how the fighting game player got mixed up in with this thing. I started <laughs> as a League of Legends team. There's like some <laughs> some guy who maybe played League for a while, but he's he's really he's really a KOF player. Right, right, so, right. Uh, that's pretty cool. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's hard right now because there's just so many of these groups trying to cash in on this. Yeah. So, I mean, that group could be super sketchy too. Who knows? Right. It's just right. it's very hard to tell. They've been mm -hmm. around for a couple of years, but very hard to know. Very hard to why know. Why wouldn't they have called it Wiki Sports? Wiki Sports. Yeah. No, I was just reeling in the genius of that. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you, David. <laughs> appreciate the, appreciate the support. Man. <laughs> I was being serious. <laughs> I can't ever tell when you're trolling me or not. So. It wasn't. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of esports, <laughs> we did not get a chance to talk about the international. 
That's true. Which was a huge event. Yeah, some Dota thing. Yeah. Giving away $18 million. Something like that. Yeah. Did you get a chance to watch any of it? I did, in fact. I did. Did you? Yes, I did, actually. I, I actually watched a lot of the Grand Finals. Cool, man. Yeah. What did you think of the whole entire thing? Fantastic. Yeah. It was great. Uh, for me, the, the thing that I loved the most about it was that it had a newcomer stream. Yeah. So I don't know mm-hmm. anything about Dota. Very, very mm-hmm, little. Mm-hmm. I played it for like maybe a month, three years ago. Oh, okay, okay. Just to see what it was about. Mm-hmm. And so I remember some of the super basics, but even since then, it looks a little bit different to me. You know, I'm sure it's changing. And uh, it, so it was very, very useful to have people talking about what the items were. Because on the, on the mainstream, you know, it's intelligible to some degree, but you have to, in the first place, like know what the items are and know what the heroes do, mm-hmm. which I know. Mm-hmm. Right. So very nice to hear them talk about, you know, the, the items. No, this player probably got this item because he's looking for this other item to show up later or in order to counteract some spell right right i don't know anything about and so it was just it was a way to get into it and the commentary team i feel like individually might be good but like they talked over themselves a lot Mm, you know it it wasn't the best from from that front but it was just such a good way to get into it in the first place because i remember you know a long time ago before uniel came out in the u.s i had talked about wanting to do a uniel event and stuff like that and I talked about that same way. I yeah. really wanted to have two streams for it so one could explain all the systems and all the mechanics and what the characters are doing and the other one could just be people yelling and screaming and getting hype and stuff yeah. like that. I actually didn't watch the newcomer stream. I was watching was the mainstream on, on, the, on the grand finals. So, uh, yeah, there I was mean, definitely they, a lot they, of they things had, that I didn't quite understand what sure. was going on. So They had very well-produced videos, too, on all the roles, like, you know, the different like actual world that's support and right, offlaner yeah. and whatever and um you know i played league for a little bit but there are roles that are not in league that are in dota mm, okay, so they okay. talked about that stuff and the positions and the numbers and yeah, whatever that's cool. and that's cool they had brief little overviews of some of the characters and what they do and what to look for nice. it's just so so the newcomer really stream well actually had videos yeah. specifically for newcomers that weren't shown on the other I didn't watch the other one, oh, so I okay, couldn't tell you okay, that. But okay. definitely they were on this okay. stream, and I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really okay. well done. So what did you think of the streams themselves? Like, Because I know there was a lot of time in between matches. And dude, I... I <sighs> I have to be careful on Twitter a little bit, right? Because, like, literally, I was like, one thing I like about fighting game tournaments is that matches start up right away. And, I, dude, I wasn't trying to be, like, contentious or anything. Right, but that, yeah. like, just completely blew up. And I everybody bet. was like, why are you getting mad? We have to... I was like, it's not what I meant. But, I mean, you know, obviously some people were complaining about it. And I even said in my tweet, I was like, from what I hear, I, it wasn't even my own opinion, you know? But, you know... Um, what is your opinion on that, the slower pace, having a lot more space in between matches? Because there was times where I was trying to watch, and every time I went to the stream, it always seemed to be in between matches. From a player's perspective, I imagine it's difficult to play an hour-long game and then want to go back into it five minutes later. Right. I feel like it's just tough to do. Yeah. You want to go take a dump or something, honestly. <laughs> you know? And they gotta give, <laughs> they got to give you time to do that stuff. And, you know, you want to talk strategy a little bit, I'm sure, and sort of digest what happened and uh-huh. you know since it's a sport like any sport uh <laughs> you have to have halftime and right, you know right. between periods and stuff right mm-hmm. like sports so right, you know. right. no i but i i get it i'm not going to be too upset about right, that stuff right. that was actually one thing i was surprised is i didn't feel like the the streams had as many viewers as i thought it was going to be 
like even the mainstream didn't have huge numbers on it. Like I think overall, if you include China, like it's, it was more than Evo, but just like the street, yeah. the mainstream itself. There were so many different languages. It wasn't yeah, just China. There was yeah. Russian, French, and Spanish, mm -hmm. and German, whatever right, newcomers. Yeah. I mean, there was a whole bunch of different streams. Yeah. Okay. One thing I will say that these events have to stop doing because this happened after the League of Legends Grand Finals when they brought out um, Imagine Dragons, and then after this International, they brought out Dead Mouse. Just stop. Just don't. You thought it was weird. No, nobody ever cares. Like, literally, like, no one cared about Imagine Dragons coming out at the end. Nobody cared about Dead Mouse coming out at the end. After the whole thing was over, it was like, yay, and now people wanted to leave, and, like, they were just, ha like, stop the musician at the end thing. Like, I just don't think that that's working, to be honest with you, so. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, a lot of people are saying it's because you can watch Dota inside the game. That's oh, yeah, why. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, there you go. Perfect, perfect. Okay, good stuff, good yeah, stuff. Yeah, that makes so. total sense. Yeah, yeah. Look, man, I thought it was really, really, really well done. I really like the analyst desk. It's something that yeah. I would love to see in fighting mm -hmm. games. We just mm -hmm. had a whole rant about it, precipitated by Dota, obviously, mm -hmm. by the International, where, uh, you know, we talked about how it would just be really nice to have a desk like that analyzing things. And it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be some omnipresent thing like it is in Dota the only time they're not there is during the actual match right, right? every uh -huh. other time there's an analyst desk going on we don't need that but maybe at Evo just before like top right eight? before certainly before top 8 but maybe uh -huh. before a pool starts maybe yeah. you get 5-10 minutes to an analyst desk mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be 6 people or whatever it was it could be 2 or 3 mm -hmm. and just have them be like alright here's some players to watch you know storylines yada yada here's 5 minutes as to what happened in the last one, this is interesting because yada yada. I mean, it doesn't need to be <laughs> fanciness. Yeah, you don't yeah. need fanciness. Uh -huh. I, I really liked that they just were are willing to talk about it like it's something people are interested. Just in. Just good summaries. Because it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Now, I like I specifically sought out this video game stream to hear about it. Right. That's uh -huh. why I'm here. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't need any additional fanciness. I, it's I did the work of finding this. I didn't <laughs> I wasn't clicking through and I'm on ESPN, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, oh I true, guess I'll watch true. ESPN. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I um, went to twitch.com on my computer with my fingers and I put myself <laughs> there. You know? I wanna hear about this. So I wanna do that in fighting games too. Mm, that's a good call. You can't hit a Twitch stream without just like you're not channel surfing. You can't run into it that way. That is really interesting. Okay, okay. Well, uh, one more question about the International. What did you think about it being won by Team EG? That's great. Shoutouts to USA. <laughs> yeah. I think that's cool. Um, it's cool. I mean, I talked with AJ briefly at Devo about his managing and, you know, manager of Team EG. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. AJ. And, uh, you know, he talked about how it's the trials and tribulations of it and all this sort of stuff. So I'm really happy for them that that it all it's worked out they they see that they dropped one of the dudes like instantly he was the 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 guy that everyone was oh, so yeah. happy for because it was the story that he was the oldest player in the tournament oh really and like he had been play i think it's the same guy oh, I don't this know. could not... be the james chen misinformation okay. of the well, day I yeah. but i thought i think that's him but i think he was the player that like someone told me like if you want a story then definitely hear about this guy because he was the oldest one and people okay. would say he was past his prime and like here he is winning. Yeah. So, no, okay, I am no. wrong. Different person, okay. Boink. There you go, there you go, okay. Awesome, good stuff. I okay. kind of want to know how old that guy was, though, that James is talking about, even if it was different Dude, guy. he was like 29 or something. 
something. He wasn't even that old or something like that. But yes, different person. So, oh, he was the second youngest. There you go. There oh, Zoinks. Okay, okay. Well, he got canned. Yeah, I mean that's unfortunate though. I mean, cause they just won two events in a row, right? So. I guess they're bringing on some really good player and they're shuffling a team around a little bit, and it's gonna make sense in some way with how previous <laughs> people were in their positions. I don't know, man. I'm just kind of sad for the guy that he got dumped. It's unfortunate. Yeah, I guess the 27 guy... 27 was the oldest. Wow. 27? Dang. That's crazy. Like... Can I tell you that I'm a little proud of fighting games in terms of the strategic value of them. One of the reasons is that I feel like you can play them and be an older player. In fact... Quite a few of the top players are in their late 20s and 30s now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a testament to it being a lot about strategy and less about being a button monkey right, right, than right, right. people give it credit for. So I, you know, hopefully with things like... <laughs> I, I, I find it funny that you say that given the shirt that you're wearing today. Uh, oh, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> this, this, is, this is my... I, was, I woke up and I was like, I need to take a shower, but I'll just go to the gym. Uh-huh. I take a shower after I work out. So I put on my, I'm going to work out clothes. And then I didn't have time to go to the gym right. and take a shower. So okay. anyway. No worries, no worries. But anyway, a lot of the players in fighting games are older. I, I hope that that will eventually happen for other games too. Mm -hmm. And if it's not possible for them, I feel like that's a failing on those games for Yeah, I mean, because a lot of those other games, APM is really important, right? So it's really just about yeah. being fast. For some of them it is, for sure. Yeah, but I mean, it's interesting because you also asked that question on Twitter. I think it was you. What you asked about the APM of Smash players. Yeah. Because that's, yeah, because Smash players are going a mile, tough a, to me. a mile a minute. And so, you know, I wonder, because the funny thing is a lot of the long-term Smash players are ones that are actually suffering hand problems now. Yeah. So I wonder how long that's going to last for them. You know what I mean? Is Smash not a long-termable eSport, you know? Is that kind of the situation? Whereas, like, in fighting games... We still have people like Vi beating up Bonchan every once in a while, and you know they still have the ability to affect Man, tournaments. how old is Bonchan? I bet Bonchan is like barely younger than Alex. That's probably true. If, actually, if he's younger. yeah, that's I don't actually even know true. If he's younger. That's actually true. That's actually true. <laughs> well, I bet Bonchan's in his early thirties. Yeah. Well, what about like John Choi beating Daigo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. It's but it's nice to see that older players can still keep playing fighting games. Yeah. Anyway, I hope that, that happens for other games too. Mm -hmm. That's all. Um, uh, what did you Bong think Chan about? Is twenty eight or twenty nine something? What? I see twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty is is the, is the general. Come on. Well, um, I you look great, Bon Chan. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he's that young? I mean, you look great. <laughs> You were asking me a question. <laughs> I was just wondering what you thought about TI because you were asking me questions. Oh no, um, I, I I really like the production value of it. I like I like the um, you know there's it's, obviously they had the stadium, they had the setup, they had all this cool stuff. The production value on it was super high, and you know one of the things that I see a lot of people you know. The international is always the time when all fighting game players question their career. Where they're just like, damn, maybe <laughs> I should have been playing this game instead, right? Yeah. This guy just won $6 million. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but, you know, like, to me, it's like, you know, I talked about this on Twitter as well. I was just like, you know what? 
you know, I don't know if we'll ever get to that point, but I'm going to try. I would want to see our community grow as much as possible and stuff like that. And people are asking, like, why do you even want it to get there? Like, who cares about international? Let's just keep ourselves how we are, right? And, you know, honestly, what it just really comes down to is just the fact that I love fighting games. And they always say that you should do what you love as your career. And so I don't want to get rich off of it. Like, I don't want to be like, we made it. Yay, proof that this. I just want to be able to do what I love for my job. That makes sense. <laughs> that's just all it is. And that's what I want to see everyone else do. I don't expect Justin or, or Daigo or Knuckle do to be winning, you know, $6 million prize pots in the future yeah. or anything like that. I'm not worried about that. But it would be nice if they could make it their job. Right. and actually have something that they're doing with it, you know, so that they don't have to have a job on the side and play, that they can actually be doing this for their career. I just want to see it to the point where we get sustainable and watching the international and watching where it's at, like, it's always just a good, I don't, it's, it's almost kind of like a wake-up call, but at the same time, it's also keeping things in perspective. Like, I don't think we can get there, and I think a lot of people feel like we can get there super fast or super quick. I don't even know if we can get to that point ever, right. to be honest with you, so, but yeah. I hear that. Yeah. I, there's a lot in, in the international and in LCS and whatever else that would be great for fighting games to bring in like this newcomer stream. Yeah. Well, but uh, their, their level of, of production is just so high that it's, it's hard to make a direct comparison, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. One thing I do want to mention, so a lot of people in the stream are like, isn't, isn't that Justin what does he, as, he's, as his career? Yeah, Justin at one point in time was the greatest fighting game player in the country and the most well-known. So yeah, he was in a position where he was living yeah. his career off of that. That's one dude. Right. And he's the most popular dude. Like, look at all these other, like, I mean, how often are we talking about this team disbanded, this person yeah. switched, this person got dropped, and et cetera, et cetera. It's not happening for a lot of people. I want just, more than Justin to be yeah, able to do that, it, you know? It is more than Justin now, but even <laughs> still... It's better. That number is like a dozen in the U.S. <laughs> right. I mean, really, it might be, it might be a dozen. For might, fighting might be players, yeah, fighting yeah, yeah. Players, uh -huh. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Something like that. A.K.A. Yeah. very few people. Right. Very few people. Exactly. So. Okay. Um, All right. Um, you know, one, one more thing, I guess, before we move on. Um, the payout, sort of along with this, right? The mm -hmm. payout was very big for first place, but this, the drop-off after that in terms of payout was very steep. Oh, was it? Yeah, there was a really interesting okay, graphic okay. that I saw that ESPN put out, mm -hmm. um, trying to lionize it, I guess, but it was the payout for first place of, like, tennis and golf. Oh, and between the sports. Oh, I thought you meant within the international. Yeah, I do. Because, oh, okay, so, okay. So okay. first place in the international got whatever the sum was, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the total prize pool was 18. I think it was like 6, right? Uh -huh. and 18 was the total prize right, pool. Right, right, right. But then it, it talked about golf, and golf was like 2 million. Oh, it, I, I don't remember the number, but right, it was right, like right. 2 million. Total prize pool, 20, or 30. Right, so in other words, the curve was like this, yeah. whereas the international was like that, exactly, basically. Exactly, Gotcha, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. Did you, I guess you, you, didn't, you didn't see that before? I just was wondering what you thought about that. I saw the graphic and I, I, I was just paying attention to the prize money totals. Yeah. I wasn't looking at that, but I do remember now the Twitter conversation that it spawned. Um, I, I agree. I think that the money should be spread out a little bit better if we can get to the point where it's worth doing that. Because 
I feel bad for Evo because they did it one year and they got blown up for it. Like they did. everyone was so mad about how much money Xi'an won because that was basically the one year that they decided to spread it more evenly between the top eight. And everyone just blew them up. Like, I can't believe Shen won no money. Like, this was the biggest event, blah, 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 all these things like that. So they got blown up for it, right? In terms of something like KI this year, they got the $50,000 pop bonus and they spread it down further. Perfect. Perfect. If we can get to the point where we have these pop bonuses, spread the pop bonus around a little bit more. If the event is still kind of small, like if we're still... Um, like let's say it's like NCR and we're not getting thousands and thousands and yeah. thousands of dollars, you know, keep it kind of how it is right now. So first place gets rewarded pretty decently. But yeah. if it ever okay, gets to the point where we have a ton of extra pop money, then yeah, let's spread it out more. I would like to just spread it around more in general, sort of as a percentage, like the things that, you know, payout system that Evo has used in the past, that events like UFGT have used in the past mm -hmm. where, um, the more entrants there are, the more of a spread there is in terms of how people right. get money. You said Evo tried it. They did, and they got kind of crapped on for it. Mm -hmm. But they get crapped on either way. Yeah. I mean, either way. <laughs> I'm going to crap on them if it's too lopsided. Right, right, I, like, right. I think it's stupid to have it be too lopsided. Right. So you're always going to get some BS. The question is, which one supports more people? In my, in my view, well, that's the question. And the interesting, Maybe it's not for them. And the interesting thing, though, is that I don't think the answer is that clear right now. Because right now, where the fighting game community is still growing, having a bigger prize pot to first place, being able to say first place won this much, puts more credibility to the event, makes, makes it so that you can go to sponsors and say, look at how much this person yeah. won for first place. And that will increase the money in the future to spread to everybody. Right, so that was one of the big things that people talked about with the international being lopsided, is that mm -hmm. each player won a million dollars for a team. Mm -hmm. And that that's something that you can trumpet, you know? Right. That it's all mm -hmm. about the advertising, and yep. I'm not sure whether their goal is to just advertise for Dota, or if it's to advertise for esports, for the international in general, mm -hmm. for competition, mm -hmm. for players. I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm not super convinced by that, but especially for something like fighting games where the difference is first place gets 120000 at Capcom Cup rather than like 100000 <laughs> That $20,000 yeah. for that first place person is just a six. It's 16.67%. It's not that big right. a deal. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. for the eighth place person, that if you put that a little bit down further, that can be real for them. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, so again, you know. that's a situation where there's enough money to do that. There's enough money to give to the other's positions and still say first place got $100,000. $100,000 to the layman is going to sound as impressive as $120,000. I think so too. Right? But in the case of something like the year that Xian won Evo, it probably wasn't enough yet that, you know, Xian winning, what is it, like $5,000 just sounds really bad compared to like. 12, I agree. Maybe 12, that was too early to do like it. That. Yeah. But I think now that. Evo is twice as big. With the prize Maybe bonuses too. Because the they got a ton of prize also. bonuses for yeah. USF4 as well. Right, yeah, well, so, a lot yeah. of the games did. Yeah. So I, I would like to see that more, especially now. Yeah. Uh, I, I just want more people to be able to do it. I don't really care if somebody gets fabulously wealthy on it. I just want to have yeah. a, a larger scene. Yeah, and, and like I said, I, I feel like it's a weird balance right now. In fact, I, I was just talking to somebody about, like, like, um, 
you have these situations where you can serve a bunch of customers at like, let's say like a food court, right? Like let's say you're at a food court and you can serve customers really, really fast and people are happy about that. But then you have no line and people look at your food court place <laughs> and you're like, this place must be bad. Yeah. So they go somewhere else because they see this big line somewhere else. Right. Hey, this place must be popular. So you kind of have to balance out how fast you serve out okay. those people, right? Okay. And so I feel like that's kind of where we're at right now. Like we have to not spread it, but spread it, but not spread it so that it looks like we're giving away a lot of money to first place. But then we've got to at least share the wealth. Of, you know, it's kind of an interesting balance right now. I think we're doing a dance, but I think the um, pop bonuses are helping a lot. I think well, they course, make yeah. it so that we can spread it a lot more. Of course. So, yeah. You know, for, for Dota, if I recall correctly, even the last place teams got paid out really well, comparatively speaking. Mm -hmm. Like, I think, I'm not sure if this is accurate, let me know. But I think that worst place got 50000 each. Still. In Dota? In Dota. Okay, okay. Which is a, a ton of money uh, for compared to fighting games, mm -hmm. but still the difference between 50000 and a million dollars is very large. <laughs> yeah, very large for indeed. For sure, for sure. So. Uh -huh. Anyway, it was a cool event. You know, every year there's something like the International or LCS or whatever else that mm -hmm. makes us all want to talk about how to improve fighting games. It's, uh, it's, always cool. it's, it's a really interesting discussion, and in fact, like you said, on Twitter it spawned like this really, really emotionally passionate discussion between a lot of POs and yeah. stream creators and stuff like that, which I actually thought was really cool. I thought it was a really cool discussion. So, in any case, um, I don't know. Uh, do you want to talk about, you know, Squid Sports at all? Is there anything that you want to say about it? But we've been doing a lot of Splatoon talk recently. Well, yeah, so. yeah, that's true. Um, fifty thousand is it split between five people or is it fifty thousand per person? I am not sure. Oh, which one I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Because if it's 50,000 split, then it's 10,000 each person, right? right? Which so. is still not nothing. But. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, it is for the team. It's 55,000. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. okay. okay. So, you know, it's 10,000, whatever goes to the team and right, the coach right. and whatever else. Okay, so. okay, okay. Still, 10,000 bucks per person is not nothing of right. this, you know, so they're, but they have a lot more money to start with. Yeah. But anyway. I mean... I think it's time for a lot of these companies to get involved in the eSports stuff, though, because um, I don't know. Actually, we could probably talk about this. Did you see that MLG picked up Rocket League? No. They picked up Rocket League. Are you serious? So they're doing Rocket League now. Yeah, I saw this post that was like, MLG, Rocket League is coming to MLG. What? So That blows my mind, James. Yeah, so they picked up Rocket League. And uh, so that kind of leads in. Nintendo's got to get on the ball on this, yeah, man. Yeah, Rocket come League's on. in there. Come Dude, on, let's Nintendo? get some Splatoon action going here. Come on, seriously. I just so. want to know what, how it, we'll do it if we get to do it. Not just you and me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, how uh, will you get to see a Splatoon match in a format like that? Because you need to see both the TV and also the little handheld thing. And you need to see all eight players, too. I right? mean, that's so. something that every shooter has to right, deal with, right, and they, right, right. whatever, they deal with it, right. um, you know, you, you figure it out, I guess, or you switch well enough, or whatever mm -hmm. it is, but I don't know how that is that they're going to get the game pads in there for eight people when we're playing online. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, obviously the dream is to have it so that, like, let's say we're sitting there commentating a match, we have a TV with all eight views, and we can just pick which one we want to go to, 
but then we when you go to that person you also see what clothes they're wearing and what gun they're using and the stats and that stuff. That would be nice. But you know that all has to be built in game. Right. And Nintendo, I mean look, they're pushing this game a lot cuz I've heard the sales of Splatoon in Japan have been phenomenal. Like it's still selling a lot in awesome. Japan. So I'm super happy they're doing dude, their new Splatfest theme. James, dude, I want to know how you survived that announcement. Dude, I saw that and I was like, okay. What is it? So they did cats versus dogs, water slides versus roller coasters. Dogs, roller coasters. And then they did hot dogs versus marshmallows. Marshmallows. I'm winning. I oh, you're three for three. three oh, for three. good, good stuff. Good yes. stuff. The newest theme. I out of the blue, this could be. Autobots versus Decepticons. That is the most amazing, dude. You put Transformers in my Splatoon. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but it's awesome. Dude, it is the greatest thing. <laughs> I'm so happy about that. But the worst part about it is, I, I, like on all the other three, I, I knew which side to pick. Maybe dogs and cats, I was kind of the most conflicted. I sense. had to go with cats because I have cats now. I love my cats to death. But dude, Autobots and Decepticon, it's, it's a really hard call for me. It, it is a hard call. I think that I'm probably going to go Autobots, but I don't feel that great about that. Uh, but if I were to go Decepticons, I wouldn't feel that great about that either. It's just, it's hard to give up one of those. Yeah, like seriously. So my favorite Transformers have always been Autobots. And like, I have yeah. an argument with a guy from New York, Justin, you know, Justin Doc. Sure. Yeah, I have an argue. We're always arguing who's better, Optimus Prime or Megatron. And I always like Optimus Prime more than Megatron. He likes I, Megatron? Yeah, he likes Megatron better. And like, three of my favorite Transformers of all time are Mirage, Sideswipe, and Wheeljack. Those are like three of my favorite. They're all Autobots. They're all Autobots, right? But the Decepticon logo is just oh, so, much so much cooler. Better. Yeah. So much cooler. And I saw it, like they showed the picture with the Decepticon. Did, yeah. You don't even get to keep the shirt. I know. But I the know, fact yeah. that I get to run around with a Decepticon, on Mario Kart on the DS, you could create your own logo for your cart and put it on the cart. I drew a Decepticon <laughs> sign and put it on my Mario yes. Kart. The Decepticon sign is just, it's just awesome. It's just a great symbol. It's just forever been a great symbol. It is really good. So it's, no I don't know, I don't know, I, I don't know. I might just, uh, I'm conflicted even right now. Yeah, no, thinking it's not about an it. easy decision. What are you going to pick? Because you obviously win. So I'm going to go Autobots. All right, I'm going to go Autobot. That's what I'm going to I'm going to go Autobot because your easy. your picks have been spot on so far. You've been three for three, so I'm, I'm going to use you as my excuse. So. You know, that's, that, that's the North American one, right? Right, And right. The, the European ones, I forget what they've been, but they've been like pretty stupid. Uh, uh, uh. Pretty stupid. So they don't, <laughs> sorry, if you're watching us from Europe... I know the Japanese one had Apologies. that, the milk tea versus the, the like, chai tea or something oh, really? like that. But that's when they actually, in the Splatfest, they let you use the white ink. and. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's uh, pretty cool. But a lot of people were like, dude, that's so wrong. Dude. Because if you think oh, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the jizz, <laughs> if you will. But for this one. Was it really North Pole versus South yeah, Pole? Yeah, North Pole versus South Pole was on there. Oh, yeah, no, they have they have the worst. They're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is just showing you what Japanese people know about Europe right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, nothing at all. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Which were they close to? <laughs> yeah. What were you um, saying? Well, clearly we get to be Autobots or Decepticons colors, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. presumably. Right, right. And so, shooting the yeah, hopefully it'll be just orange or red versus purple. Yeah. I almost feel like that would make it by default that you'd have to go. Autobots, and yeah, you get red ink, right? That's true. I do want the red ink. 
Yeah, I almost feel like that's kind of like by default. For so. me though, I, I accidentally somehow turned on the colorblindness mode. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. it's always like orange versus something oh, else. Oh, okay. You can just turn that off. Yeah, I know. I just keep forgetting. I just oh, keep forgetting. Okay. It's easy to well, yeah, but once you jump in a lobby, you're like yeah. stuck there. I'm like, I just wanna, yeah. Whenever, so whenever yeah, yeah, I'm playing uh, the game, I'm like, oh, I should, I should fix this. Uh -huh. But I'd rather just keep playing. Right. And then when I stop playing and it's time to play again, I totally forget. About yeah, it. no, absolutely. So now I'm playing in that mode yeah. again. Mm -hmm. There's always like I forgot what it was, but there's something just ironic that I forgot. I always wanted to do when I got in my car, and I would always remember while I'm driving, and I'm like, oh. I need to do this, yeah. and I'll do this when I stop the car. Yep. And by the time I stop the car, I've forgotten about it. I get in the car and drive, and then I remember. I'm like, oh, yeah, Dude. it's the same thing. One of the hardest things for me to do is to hold on to those memories, to hold to hold on to those things I need to do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In four minutes. Uh, 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 uh. If it's something I need to do two hours <laughs> from now, got it. Oh, got interesting. It. If it's something okay. I need to do five minutes from now, or like I want to do like. This just happened the other day. I uh -huh. was making some pasta for myself, and uh -huh. I it, the pasta dinged or whatever, and so uh -huh. I got up all out of my chair. And when I wanted to get back to my chair, I was I wanted to do something, whatever right. it was. Uh -huh. And so I go to the pasta, thinking in my mind, all right, remember to do the thing, remember to do the thing, remember to do the thing, remember to do the thing. And I'm you know put, dumping the pasta uh -huh. out, and I'm, you know putting yeah, a little whisker yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever, uh -huh. and. Uh, I forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> at, at, at some point in yep. doing the pasta, mm -hmm. I just totally forgot about Dude, it. Dude, my favorite right now that I do, and this is not even old man problems. I've been doing this for years. Oh, say, this is my whole life. Yeah. I've been like that. Like, I will want to remember to bring something with me to work, so I'll put it on my shoes. Right? So I have it sitting on my shoes, and I'm Asian, so I will put it on my shoes right when I leave. Okay. So I walk over there, and I see my shoes, and I see the thing on there. I'm like, I totally remembered I need to bring this. Take it, put it to the side, put it on my shoes, walk out. Yes, I've done that too. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. You know what I did is at work, I put up a whiteboard for all of my little work things. Because uh, I found I found that sometimes I forgot, so I just wanted to have like it on the wall, right, like, right, right, right here. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. And the very fact that it's right there every single day it means that I ignore it because <laughs> it's right there and it's there every day. And so yeah. just it's the wall now. Yeah. It's just the wall. Have, and it's completely useless. So at 9 p.m., you know how my phone keeps going that on stream right now? That's a reminder to do something that I ignore every day. Because <laughs> it wow. comes up every day. So at 9 p.m., it's like, oh, there it is. Gone. Yeah. yeah the, the, more often the, it, the more often it comes up, the more... Yeah. I do the same. Exactly. So. Um, hey, so Ingrid got teased, maybe, <laughs> in Street Fighter V. At least that's one character we can both agree on that's... <laughs> that character is... In my opinion, maybe the least un uh, the least inspired Street Fighter character design. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not okay. sure which one I think would be crappier because it's just it's like the most basic, safe anime girl design. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's tough to get any more generic looking than that. Mm -hmm. And her moves were just like oh, she puts out a little ball, and her her crouching medium kick is just you you know what it looks like. Crouching medium kick in Street Fighter. What is right. that? Right. Uh, that's that's how it looks. She has like a little spinny kick. Yeah. To, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it's so stupid. So like she might she's not the character that I dislike the most in all of Street Fighter history lore, but I will agree with you that he might that she might be just one of the most uninteresting characters. 
I don't hate her. I don't. I don't yeah. even come off saying I hate her. I just think that she is super uninteresting. Yes. Like, there's nothing going for her. Mm-hmm. Like there are characters who I don't think are cool, who I can nevertheless think like, oh, I can see why somebody would. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, it's like not my style. Dude, but... Nerd Josh got mad at us for hating on Ingrid, and I was like, you're an Ingrid fan. Like, I just, I don't even, like, what, what is it about Ingrid that you like? You know what I mean? Like, she's a blonde, white woman, girl, probably not even woman. Right, uh... I feel like that's, that's it. Yeah. That's the whole thing. I don't don't know. I really feel like that's the whole thing. Because nobody played her. Look, if you're watching this stream right now, (laughs) you, you you didn't play Ingrid. Maybe five of you played Ingrid. Ever. So someone in the stream asked me, who do I hate the most? Mm. Who is my most hated Street Fighter character? I do have an answer to that, and I do have to apologize ahead of time. It's 12. Yeah, no, I, I know. We, oh, we okay, okay, it. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't stand that character. 12 is, like, my most hated Street Fighter character, so... Okay. Okay. Well, I don't really know which one I, I hate the most. Yeah. I'm not really sure. I mean, there are plenty that I think are boring, but... Right, 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 right. Not that I hate. I like the ones that are weird, you know? Mm-hmm. Characters who have some some funkiness about them. Yeah. I just, I don't like, I don't like, like, I already didn't like Necro. And then they made 12 who had a lot of Necro's moves and he was even more amorphous. Yeah. And they made Necro's voice even worse. Yeah. And then I was like, I was like, ugh. So that's what kind of put it over the edge for 12 for me. That's fine. I I get it. I get why people would not like him. Interestingly enough, though, yeah, I actually don't like Blanca much either, so. I think Blanca looks stupid. It's, it's really interesting because, you know, we were having this conversation about, like, martial arts or real something based on real. One of the reasons why I actually didn't like Blanca was because... So, you know how I always bring up that stupid trivia point that Ryu is scared of spiders? No. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Well, I've mentioned it before, I'm pretty sure, somewhere. So, there was a little bit of trivia that, you know, they had their likes and dislikes and Ryu dislikes spiders. Right, it's one of his things that he hates the most. Apparently, he even references it in Marvel when he fights Spider-Man. Like the intro, like he'll actually say, "Like spiders, ugh, I hate spiders," or something <laughs> like that. Right, but that same booklet that I saw that information on also had their, all the martial arts styles of the original twelve characters, and Blanca was listed as Capoeira. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was always like, "That's not Capoeira. There's no, like it's nothing not. about this. This is Capoeira." Which kind of affected why I didn't like Blanca. <laughs> so it always has been kind of like based on that a little bit. But you're right, early on, a lot of my character love was based off of low tierness. Mm-hmm. So that's why I liked Honda, Zangief, Kami. And Street Fighter 3 really was the game that kind of threw me over the edge into I really, really dislike weird characters. Because 3 was the one that went the weirdest. Yeah, for sure. Right? So, I mean, when Street Fighter 3 came out, Necro, I already didn't like Dalsum, right? And so then Necro, and he's weird, and he's weird on top of being Dalsum, yeah. right? I didn't like He was cool. I didn't like Oro very much. And then the later games came out, and then there was this 12, and then there was, like, Q. Though, to be honest with you, my distaste for Q has almost all but vanished because of you. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because you talk about how awesome he is all the time, and now when I see Q, like, I'm like, it's kind of cool. <laughs> I have a Q beat sprite on the, up on my wall. 
Do you? Oh, yeah. nice. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. So I actually don't dislike Q anymore, but I still definitely dislike a lot of the other. And my favorite characters were always like Dudley. Like I love Dudley. Dudley's cool because he's no he's the boxer. Like he like it's not Balrog. Like he was yeah, yeah. combinations. I like he, he's cool. I like Makoto. At first, I thought she was kind of based off of the Gracie kind of you know Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but she's actually just real Shotokan. And so I, I just, I like that about Makoto. And so I even liked Alex because he was a wrestler. I couldn't hate Abuki because she was a ninja. And like, and then Elena was the real Capoeira character. Like this is really Capoeira. So that was kind of the game that threw that rift into me where I st really started disliking the weird characters. It's funny because I think of Elena as being kind of a weird character. She's kind of, hmm. she's kind of off the wall a little bit in terms of how she moves and I mean, I used to do that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Back in college, before but I mean, everything fell the, apart. Isn't the whole stance thing, like, that's how it's legit. Yeah, I'm just saying, it's, it's a little funky. It's, okay. a, it's a little weird. Okay. Like, just because something... If it's weird in... Not weird. If it's wacky in real life, it's still wacky in the game. Like, with, <laughs> like with Armika. Right, right. That character is bizarre. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, just because she's bizarre like real humans were doesn't mean she's not bizarre yeah, I mean. yeah yeah i think what it is i just don't like unexplained weirdness magical things like like interestingly enough a lot of people probably wouldn't expect this but i have never liked rose like i have just always like vehemently disliked rose because she looks like darkwing duck and she has a scarf and she's fighting in heels, and she's like soul power. I never. I, I, I think I, she's stupid as. Every crazy. every time I saw Rose, I was always like, "What is this character? Like, what is she doing? Like, what is what is this even based on? Like, where did you come up with this character?" So it's always been that way. Although I did think that the I was trying to think about the wackiest character that I that I've ever played, <laughs> and I think Sodom is probably the closest. He's pretty off the wall. Yeah, I just played him because he was a grappler and he wasn't birdie. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. I mean, Saddam was cool. He had a cool play style. Right. Rose is Lisa Lisa. Uh, whatever, dude. I, I, don't, I don't know what that is. So, It's magic. It's magic. And I'm just... In Street Fighter, it doesn't work for me. Magic doesn't work for me. And yes, I know there's people throwing fireballs, but I've never used a fireball character either. So, you know. <laughs> Why don't you just say... <laughs> Rather than having some whole overarching theory, <laughs> just be like, oh, I like these characters, and I don't like these. I just feel like that fits better. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, so Ingrid, what happened was Capcom like retweeted or tweeted out a picture mm -hmm. made by somebody, presumably some fan. Right. And I think that's like the entirety of it. Well, because the tweet literally said, it, will she come back in a new game? What do you guys think? And so it's like totally baiting people. Do you think that it's real, though? Oh, God, I hope not. I just don't think it is. I just I, think be I hope not. Although, although they could... What what they've done, like I said, I like the fact that Vega is very ballerina-like now, you know, very more graceful instead of just being stabby-stab, right? So if they could bring Ingrid and do something interesting with her, more power to it. I feel like they would. I, I don't yeah, think it should yeah, be yeah, boring yeah. in there. Uh -huh, just, uh -huh. there, are, there are better <laughs> ones. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, people are bringing up stuff like the fact that Cammy uses jet propulsion, <laughs> just like shoots from her butt into the air. Dude, I mean, Honda flies across the screen. With yeah, it's all wacky headbutt. nonsense. Yeah, yeah. I, that's why I think you just should just say that you like some characters and not others. Uh, I guess. I guess that whenever they're based on something that's realistic, I give them more of a pass. 
Because, like, Ibuki is also the kind of character that, like, for all intents and purposes, I should dislike. Because I, I don't like her personality. You Ibuki? Know? Yeah, there's a lot of things about Ibuki that I generally don't like. But the fact that she's a ninja automatically makes me not hate her that much. It's really interesting. I, I don't know... Like, to me, the only thing that I can explain is the fact that it's based on something real. And that makes it more interesting to me. I think ninjas are stupid and boring. Oh, you actually hate ninjas, huh? Yeah, I just wow. think it's so played out. Right, right. Like, it would have been fun a million years ago, but... The people laughing about now. me talking about character personalities. Dude, that actually affects me. Like, I know it's, it's silly, but that 100% affects me when it comes to character choices. <laughs> don't you just think that ninjas are so played out? I don't know. Dude, I love Darkwing Duck. I just think it's silly that Rose looks like Darkwing Duck. I'm not even a Pirates fan either, this whole ninjas versus Pirates oh, thing. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, Darkwing Duck, don't get me wrong, is one of my favorite cartoons of all time. Yeah. Like, I was obsessed with that cartoon at one point in time, so I, I love that cartoon. I thought Shadow was boring. Oh, in, in Final Fantasy VI? Shadow was boring. Good. Shadow wasn't that interesting. Cool. You know what? I don't have anything for ninjas either. It's just that I know that ninjas are a real thing. Yeah. And so since she's based off of a real thing, I can't hate her as much. But like when I look at someone like Remy, I'm just like, what the hell is this thing? I want maximum wackiness. Like, yeah. Uh -huh. I just want weird stuff. There's a character who magnetizes you with his hands, and then he can magnetize you from anywhere else on screen. It's pretty sick. <laughs> What's he even magnetizing in yeah, you? Yeah, 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 what yeah, about yeah. you becomes magnetized? Dude, you've seen... You have so much iron in your body. Yeah, exactly! You saw X2? Come on, dude. You saw, you saw that. That was so badass. When he walks in there and you see Magneto, he's like, there's something different about you. It's one of the most badass scenes. I love that scene so much. <laughs> So great. <laughs> oh man. Well, we'll see what happens with Ingrid. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Anything else to prattle on about? <sighs> Somebody says that I hate dogs. Oh my god. You could not be more inaccurate. Wait, they said you hate yeah. dogs? Yeah. Look what? at that up there at the top. Why would he hate? Why would he? Why would he think you hate dogs at that point in time? I don't know. That's really interesting. Because that is like, nothing could be farther from the truth. Nothing could be farther from the truth. My Facebook profile has been a dog for like five years. That dog hasn't even been around for like three of those five, so. <laughs> oh, man. Do you oh, dogs? because Shadow has a dog. Oh, right, That right, was the right, only right. redeeming characteristic I thought. Actually, what I liked about Shadow is when you, what you find out, when you find out who he really is in the storyline. That's actually what made me like Shadow, when you find out who he really is, so... Kafka? <laughs> SPOILER ALERT! Come on, man! Jeez! Well, anything else to ramble on? What do you want to know? Uh, about it? Uh, I think we're good at this point in time, so... <laughs> Galford was also a ninja with a dog. That's really interesting. I never thought about the parallels with that. Go, puppy! Interceptor. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's right, okay. War Destroyer. Exactly. Exactly. Spoilers. Well, someone actually had the spoiler that was like, 
like, I don't know, if, I can't remember if they legitimately thought this, but they were like, Shadow is actually a girl, because, so, dude, I'm totally spoiling everything, right? If you don't save Shadow, it's a 25 year old game. if you don't save Shadow off the floating continent, where you find him, he's replaced by Realm. But they only put the dialogue for Realm. So he's like, oh, she's unconscious. So if you do rescue Shadow, he shows up there and it still says she's unconscious yeah, I mean, or something that's like reasonable. that. Yeah, that's so reasonable. someone's like, oh my god, but it's just like, why would someone like spoil that like in that way? Like, how would you come up and be like, suddenly you know it's a girl, you know? So yeah, anyways. Yeah, that makes sense to me. <laughs> well. By the way, if you have actually uh, submitted to our Patreon, I have and to the tiers in which we will um, actually analyze some videos for you. Um, the, of the first batch of people who did that, I did send them messages and told them to email us at TV. I've not gotten a single email from these people yet, so okay. if you do know that you have gotten there, please submit, uh, please email us so that we can analyze some videos yeah. for you. You certainly don't need to do it, but uh, you know, if you'd like to, we'd be happy to do it. Mm -hmm. Please let us know. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. That's all I have for today. Okie doke, that's all I got too. All right, cool. <laughs> have a good night, everybody, and peace out.